are too, but I'm just talking as a spectator. These guys are big time knowledgeable. Um, they have a good following. And uh, right now we're just going to talk boxing. And obviously part of the boxing is what's happening now, which is the online. You know, with them, all the boxers had no gyms. Fortunately for a lot of boxers. Stay tuned. the ropes podcast number 88 we are joined by our good friend alfonso gomez here hey thank you everyone thank you everyone in the audience please sit down i appreciate that so much six feet apart please six Six feet feet apart exactly social distancing baby (laughs) all right yeah we are live on youtube let's let the masses gather real fast um Early episode, noon, right? Yeah. Um, Gio Garcia here with Christian Mosqueda. Thank you guys for joining us once again. And like we said, we have our good friend here joining us. How's it going, Alfonso? Alfonso's kind of busy. That's why we started a little late. Uh, Alfonso, he has some meetings going on over here on the side. He has his laptop open. Um, Yeah, look at that. Streaming on the stream. How about that? Yeah. The digital world, right? We were talking about it before before we started the show. The digital world, man. Uh, you, uh, uh, The first time I went to your podcast was precisely to, for that, you know, to wake up boxers at that moment. None, none of this was happening. You know, people were like, la, 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 in their own world. <laughs> and the first thing I said when I went to your first podcast, and actually you guys were the first ones, was a dude... Go online, get your YouTube channel, blah, 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 todo bien loco, and like, ah, let's do this. And uh, I felt like some people understood it. You know, I could see some boxers uh, really go on the online, like Mari Cornejo, um, Barbie Juarez, and like, you know, other boxers, they all went online. Um, but uh, right now, now it's real. You know, now if now it's real, so there is no choice now. If you're not online, you're really just hiding in your cave. You're disconnected from, you're just disconnected from society. You're disconnected from the world. Um, they're disconnected from you. So whatever you want to accomplish, whatever you want to do, it's going to be very difficult. So online is where it's at. Yeah. The mm-hmm. thing is that boxing is not like other mainstream sports, right? Like It's a niche sport in a way where only certain factions of the, of the audience know who you are, so yeah, this is extra important now. Yeah, super important. And um, look, it's simple. There's this um, tic- oh, TikTok. Remember a year ago? Yeah. A year ago, I told you guys, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. It barely was starting. A year later, <laughs> everybody's on fucking TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another topic that we'll be discussing. I told you guys this uh, also, and I keep, and there's things happening even in the future that I will talk about right now. 
So maybe right now people be like, oh, maybe this guy is right. Maybe he <laughs> sees something. Maybe he analyzes shit. And he's able to foretell something. Well, yes, that's right. I'm, I'm a good analyzer. I look at things that are happening in the world. And I kind of zoom out, kind of like a matrix type of thing. I swear to God, see the numbers and stuff. And then I can kind of see where things are leading to. That's why I pretty much talk about it. Yeah, so let's discuss um, your workout program as of now because you do have an audience over there on the side through Zoom. Right? Yes, I have uh, two of my beautiful ladies right here, Nicole and Judith. They're two of the members. Right now I have about 12 members, 10 to 12 members. And Judith and Nicole are, they're the top. Usually I have a, have a, a leaderboard. And, you know, oh, nice. yeah, class attendance counts for certain points, okay. BMI profiles. Like, basically, being part of the program um, gets you points. And Judith and Nicole, you know, I started this two months ago. Um, both months they've been on top three. So, oh, nice. yeah, they're amazing. And they, funny, it, they seem to be having the most results, you know, in the overall um, aspect of the program. Because the thing is this. I hooked them. I don't hook them because they wanted to lose weight. Most people just want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I just want to lose weight. The summer is coming. I want to lose weight. Oh, my wedding is coming. I want to lose weight. Oh, this and that. I want to lose weight. It's always about losing weight. So I kind of use that as a hook. Oh, you want to lose weight. But ultimately, when you're in the program, you realize that it's not a physical uh, type of program. It's a mental one. Mm -hmm. It's a mental program. Ultimately, yeah, you can have the body you want, but if you do not, don't have the knowledge of nutrition, mm -hmm. the proper knowledge of your nutrition, it'll be very difficult to keep it off. Most importantly, if you don't have the mind, the mindset of a champion, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I've noticed in this um, program, that when you have the mindset of a champion, it's a different type of mindset, you know? Because mm -hmm. that one just keep, makes you keep going, keep going, keep going. You could be losing the fight. Guys... This is awesome about boxers. These guys could be losing the fight every single round. They're cut up. They're just messed up. And they still keep going. And many times that persistency gets them the knockout or gets them the victory, which is totally amazing. So that meant the boxer mentality is sort of the thing that I'm trying to put into the members. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, I didn't show up for class. Yeah, your mom did this. Yeah, your card over here. You didn't lose a pound. You gain a pound. Like, these little things are just like punches of a boxer. I mean, life's going to keep punching you, punching you, punching you. Mm -hmm. And I've seen so many people that want to be champions of life. They want to be champions of their, uh, their, their health goals, yet they don't have the mind of a champion. Right. You know? What, what I mean with that is like, yes, they want to lose weight. They want to be fit. They want to be healthy. But at the first week that they don't lose a pound or they don't lose a perspective that they wanted to lose, <sighs> they give up, you know? If, if they don't show up for class two or three days, like, ah, I'll go next week. They give up, you know? And the only way you can be champion in life as well as in boxing is doesn't matter if they're kicking your ass, if you're getting your ass kicked. Let the referee stop the fight. You have to keep going and going and going against all odds, against everything happening to you. And if you're able to surpass that, then the future is there for you. How, how do you uh, how do you try to motivate them though? Because in boxing, 
if you're not training properly or if you take a round off, you're getting beat up, right? But for well, them, it's not, that's not necessarily the case. Well, not only Physically, that. Physically, they're not. Just, yeah, just to hurt or refrain back into the boxing. Sometimes when you take a round off and you lose that round, doesn't necessarily mean that you're losing. It could be part mm. of your strategy. Okay. You know, shit, if you're winning eight rounds comfortably, you're pretty tired and you feel like you're, you're declining on stamina mm. and the other guy's coming up with the last rounds, you can take a round off, you know, mm. to clear your mind, to confuse him, to try to change the game, you know, try to get his momentum out of the way. It's yeah. okay if you lose one round. It's okay if you lose a battle. You do not want to lose a war. You know, and the way I motivate uh, them is basically we have one-on-one meetings too. This part of the program, yeah. we we talk about the one-on-one, what's happening. I'm constantly trying to feed them positivity. You know, part of the program is something called accountability checklist, where you have to like check off things. Mm-hmm. And you might think like my accountability checklist for a fitness program should be is that you or me? Okay. Should be, um, you know, run this many miles, eat this many calories, make sure you burn this many other calories, make sure you do so many sit-ups and push-ups. That would be a list, you know. Strangely enough, enough in my list, it has nothing to do with workouts. <laughs> it has to do more of a, a little, little task throughout the day that eventually turns you sort of into a better version of yourself, starting with being positive, you know, little things in the morning, starting with helping your metabolism, you know, helping your metabolism throughout the day, uh, get better function, have a better capacity of functioning, uh, ending the night in a positive note, like little things, little checklist. And I can tell from um, uh, Judith and Nicole, they're the ones more persistent on the checklist that they start to see things more like the way it should be, you know, uh, Ultimately, people do everything. People want to have that body mm-hmm. in summer because they want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The root of all our actions, the root of all our thoughts, the root of anything of our existence is to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, you guys are doing this podcast. Yes, you want to inform people. You want to do this and that. But the root of everything is because you want to have this feeling inside of you. De contento. Bien feliz. Right? That's the feeling you want to have. People, even people that do bad stuff, I mean, that we consider bad, uh, the Taliban's, for example, you know, the uh, Middle Easterns that are doing all this, in their mind, the root reason they're doing all this is because they want to be happy. They, they believe that going through that route is going to give them that happiness. Mm-hmm. So with that said, if the root of all our actions of humanity's existence, purpose is to be happy, nobody teaches that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they teach you how to get money which ultimately you think getting money gets, leads you to happiness. They teach you how to get the girl of your dreams or the guy of your <laughs> dreams. You know, you're thinking that's going to get you the happiness. Uh, they teach you how to have, have the career of your life, how to do this. You think reaching that, how to be champion, how to be... Do- so everything is outside. They teach you that happiness is outside of you. So they're const- you're constantly trying to search for happiness on the outside of you, trying to get more money, oh. Trying oh, to get man. more. Oh. <laughs> 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 he had to punch this mic too, huh? I remember at the studio, he was beating up all those mics. Yeah. <laughs> I talk with my hands yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you're constantly searching for that happiness, trying to accomplish and accomplish and this and that and get. Yet, the majority are not happy. Mm-hmm. How many millionaires are unhappy and they yeah. kill themselves? 
How many people with so many girls and the family and the job and everything, they're still unhappy? Then that tells you something is wrong here. What, what is wrong? That happiness is not outside of you. Happiness is inside of you. And what, that, what I mean with that is that it's just it's a mental capacity to be happy. Happy is not something that you acquire outside of you. Happiness is something that you acquire inside of you by just looking at perspectives differently. You know, I told you the story yeah. about the rain, right? Mm -hmm. About the rain, yeah. So it's basically looking at perspective differently, the thing that gets you to happiness. Now, when you are happy, you are in this realm of vibration of, hey, Kiona, people are like, hey, they, they're like being reciprocant to your for, to vibration. They're shooting that happiness vibration back. And you start living in this realm. When you start seeing at the perspectives, que llega el dinero, money comes, oh, shit. Nice cars come, the girls, the, the the friends, the prestige, everything comes to you. You don't have to search for it. You know, you're right here searching for the money. You're right here searching for this because you want to be happy. Just look at the perspective of things. Be happy as it is and shit comes to you. And that is something that I've lived. I've proved it. And I'm, that's something that I'm trying to, for the members to get that shit. Yeah, we're in quarantine. Uh, you know, <laughs> look. Oh yeah, this is good. You guys gonna like this. You guys like bars, <laughs> bars, bars. It's the no. I'm not gonna rap, but um, it's the how many, how many of you, right, went to church and prayed, say, God, please, I need more time to do the things I want. You know, God, I'm so busy with work and the kids and this and that. And I want to do this, but I don't have time. Mm. Now. Coronavirus. <laughs> now, you, now you have time. You have extra time. Yeah. What are you doing with it? You prayed for it so much. You prayed for it so much. It's here finally. Well, what are you doing with it? And I bet you over 90% of the people that prayed for that moment, that wanted that time off, that wanted, I want to be home and still get paid, Papa, please, God. Uh, we're home and we're getting paid still. <laughs> like, you have it now. What are you doing with that? Are you still complaining? Oh, gosh. You know, that's basically the mental realm that I want everybody in the, in the, in the, in the listening, you guys, the members, that... There's positivity in absolutely everything. It is your job. God gave us a free will. It says in the Bible, we're the only species in the whole existence of, human, of the earth and space that have free will. Well, utilize it wisely. Look at the positive things of life. And suddenly, man, your life is going to change. Definitely. Let me ask you about that because you posted something on Instagram not too long ago. Uh, it was like a meme picture. Um, you said you were happier at 40 than you were at 20. Is, is, there, is there any truth to that or is that just a meme? No, I did say that. Somebody <laughs> somebody just used that uh, Wellington. So I'll, I'll say hi to Wellington. He's been following me since since when I had to go box, since MySpace times. MySpace. Who remembers MySpace? Yeah. Woo! No, you, uh, no, you guys, not, were, you guys were too young. No, we still had it. Yeah. That was middle school for me. At yeah, least. yeah, we were too Well, yeah. School, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he follows me then. He did this meme where on a picture he just has me with beard and smiling. On the same picture that I'm walking out of the ring, one of the fights when I'm younger. And yes, it's true. 
I am happier at 40 than I, when I was at 20. Are you 40 yet? No, I'm not. But... <laughs> Caught him in the lie. Cuarentón. <laughs> well, I'll be... F- Wait, what year is this? 20? Yeah, I'll be 40 <laughs> this year. Oh, yeah? Nice, nice, nice. <sighs> you, look, you, look good. No, you look good, though. You look like you're happy. Yeah, you do look good. When we first met you, man... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for reals. I am happier now that when I was at 20. Like I said, at 20, you don't know what happiness is, you know. They don't teach you that in school, and that sucks. They don't teach you how to be happy in school. They teach you how to do everything else but be happy. So, yeah, I was happy in a sense because I was in the contender. I was fighting Miguel Couto and retiring Gotti and fighting for the world championship. Gone to Thailand. I mean, I was living the freaking life. Very happy. And this is something I told my members when I first met them. I met them um, in a fitness retreat that I started working. One month before the corona hit, I started working there. And boom, this happened. Anyway, when I went there with them, um, they didn't know who I was. I, I mean... For most of my life, uh, life has been about me. This is what I told them. Life has been about me, you know. Starting when I was a kid, I was one of the very few blonde kids. Yo tenía pelo güero, 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 and I had blue eyes. I don't know why, when I was a kid. So I was the only güero, 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 the only blonde in the cuadra. So I, ha- I always had that güero, güero, that, 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 that extra attention. You know, we come to America and uh, at 10 years old, and I start boxing. No, hombre, todos los tíos, los primos, la tía, el abuelo. You're going to be like Chavez. You know, Chavez would fight. Everybody would get together in the weekend. No pressure. And who, yeah, and who was the only boxer in the family? I was. Hey, Alfonso, you're going to be champion. Hey, hey, I wait, I wait, I wait. <laughs> and uh, it starts growing, you know. You win five Junior Olympics. Now you have this big dream to go to the Olympics. And it's always, and my dad was, you know, my coach, so he's always yeah. on top of me. In school, el boxador, the boxer. You know, I wasn't, the, I wasn't obviously the basketball player or the football player, which are the, the most popular in high schools. Yeah. Uh, but I was a boxer, which was different than most. You know, that helped me a lot yeah. in terms of that attention. Then, boom, here comes, the, oh, I was going to go to the Olympics representing Mexico, then the contender, then the big fights. So, and not only that, then I retire, and every bar I go to, every place I go to, hey, Alfonso, Nachella, Alfonso, 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 bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear, yeah, shut up. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. Right? Suddenly, I go, I go to this job with them, and they don't, they don't know who I am. The fucking Mexican, what the fuck is he doing? He's a boxing coach, right? <laughs> And uh, they treat me differently. When people don't know you, they treat you differently than when they do know you, right? And I've seen it. I can see it. But what got me the most is that um, through all my career as a fighter, I was able to learn um, how to lose weight, you know? I was how to get fit, how to have a six-pack. I learned a lot about nutrition for 20 years, broken hands, broken uh, wrists, Fucked up ligaments, back, neck, everything. I learned a lot about therapy, mm-hmm. physical therapy. So all this knowledge that I acquired, suddenly, suddenly I'm in this place with them. 
And I'm able to provide all that value, you know. And they were so loving and so happy and receptive that the, that feeling that I started to get, suddenly I realized that being champion and being famous and being all this and all that and having all these things come to you, come to you, they just come to you, it's a great feeling. I'm not going to lie. It's freaking awesome. It's awesome. And I know you say, oh, <laughs> but it seems like if I have to put it in a physical per, uh, perspective for you guys, it almost seems like it's it's fulfilling from the outside. Right, I can feel surface. it. I can feel it in the surface, the beautiful feeling. Okay. I can feel I can reach out and get certain things, which is awesome feeling. However, when I started working with them, that they didn't recognize me. They didn't give me the applauses. They didn't give me the free beers. They didn't even <laughs> mention my name. Hey, coach, coach, what the fuck is your name? <laughs> you know? And then I started giving them, giving, 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 giving everything I did. Oh, you're hurting? I was actually looking for people. Oh, you're hurting, Judith? Oh, you're hurting, Nicole? Can I help you? I know I can't because, you know, the, the boss says you can't because you don't have a license, blah, blah, blah. But let me help you on the side. I mean, that helping them, helping them. Suddenly, I started getting a fulfillment that I have never, ever felt before. Yeah. And it was from the inside. And it feels so good, so good, so good that I, I can only tell you right now, that I am at the happiest I can be. Because one, when I was 20, I was getting all the happiness from, from the outside of the world, yeah. which is awesome. But now at 40, not only do I understand happiness more, I'm able to be happy by giving. Mm -hmm. holy, holy cow. How many people are happy, happy by the receiving? Yeah. Raise your hand if you're, if you're happy with the receiving, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I like Christmas. How many? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many people are happy with just giving and nothing in return? That's tough. That's really tough. That's very tough. Yeah. For some reason, I'm at that realm right now that I am the happiest when I'm giving, 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 and if I don't get anything in return, it does not face me at all. So yes, to answer your question in a long freaking answer, yes, I'm happier now at forty than when I was twenty. Yeah, you know, I think that's a narrative because um, I don't know if you if you liked Michael Jordan growing up, or I'm sure you heard of Michael I've Jordan. I've heard of Michael Jordan. I never follow of him. All time and yes, and, that. and there was a documentary recently, and he kind of echoed the same sentiments. Like, wow, every, like since he was in high school and college, everyone knew he was going to be the Michael basketball Jordan. god, right? Yeah. And and I think one of his best friends was Charles Barkley, another basketball player who was great as well. Yeah, because, Charles Barkley bald. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, and he said he just treated me like I was Michael Jordan. You know, everybody else wanted something. Everybody else thought I was this basketball guy. Yeah. But Charles Barkley, who was a basketball player too, he just treated me like a friend because you, they're both kind of going right. through the same mm -hmm. things. Yeah. It's and, it's, and it's true. I, I don't know to how many athletes it happens. And I'm sure a lot because most athletes become trainers, right? Mm -hmm. They have the knowledge, now they, they pass it on. Uh, but I have to say it's true. When people treat you in a certain way, you become accustomed to it. You can even mm -hmm. see it. You can even play with it. I've done it before. I've gone to the bar and like sat there and, you know, just make it happen. I know how to do it because we learn how to do that. But um, when it comes to being treated in a different thing, it kind of throws you off and it's intriguing. I mean, I was intrigued by all these ladies and, you know, the people of the program. I was intrigued. They were treating me so nicely without really knowing who I was, where I was. Oh, this is cool. One day, um, they uh, they didn't know who I was, right? 
So there's this, there was this area where they had a big TV and their lunch. That's where everybody gets together for lunch. And one day I was there and I put out the uh, Arturo Gatti fight. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, that's my highlight right there, the Arturo Gatti fight. And um, that's that my best fight, my highlight of all the fights. They're probably like, Arturo Gatti. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I love that guy. Arturo Gatti is the best. <laughs> who's that other guy? <laughs> so, yeah, they re when they realized, like, wait, who's that, you know? Then, then, then it, it did change. I've seen it, you know. Now they're like, oh, Alfonso. Back to the regular old, old Alfonso type of thing. They know my name now. <laughs> they're, they're showing me off. Look, I'm with Alfonso. Let's take a picture. But before that, it was that moment before that, before they knew who I was. It was a moment that really captured me. And I'm moving forward with this program. Because, look, I'm not even charging that much. I'll even say so. For just good classes, like a hundred bucks a month right now, you know. Then you're getting more involved in the program when it's nutrition and this, and it goes to two hundred, blah blah. It keeps, it keeps going up in tears, but um, tears, no, not tears, tears. <laughs> <laughs> My English not very good, um, so right now I'm like full on in the program. I'm so happy. Um, I'm so happy in helping members. That when you mention, oh, Alfonso Gomez, come back. You know, you would have told me a year ago when I was trying to face Omar Chavez. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, I want to kick his ass. But right now, it's like, if I want to do, do a comeback like Mike Tyson, I really have to take time away from what I'm building. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is a good momentum that I'm doing. So, no, nah, not right now. Thank you, Nicole, and thank you, Judith. I know you guys want to see me getting my ass kicked somehow. <laughs> <laughs> or kick some ass. <laughs> And uh, but no, and for everybody watching and wondering, because there's a lot of people that are actually like, you know, they ask me, no, sir, not right now. However, however, if I was thinking the other day, like, man, fucking Omar Chavez is an idiot. I'm sorry to say it, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna say it straight out because I, I was reminiscing on that the other day on the Omar Chavez thing that we had a good momentum going, you know, in terms of telling everybody that you can use this marketing platform, the online and the Zoom and the, all that stuff to build up something, right? And I started mm -hmm. to do that. You guys were interested. I could see the momentum going. And uh, fucking Omar Chavez is an idiot. He just decided to stop that, to stop a good momentum going. To something that could have gone, could have gone two fights. Fuck it, you know, I lose two fights. But he decided to go another round. He decided to listen to his management, and I, which is good. You have to listen to management. But uh, man, he got this stupid fight. He lost, and then yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Omar Chavez is so, the son of Julio Omar Chavez is the son of Julio Cesar Chavez. So I'll say right now, if I'll come back to it, it's not that I want. It's not that I want to fight that guy in particular. It just seems to me like a fucking easy fight, easy Ooh. as hell fight. It seemed, honestly, dude, like a super easy fight. It seems um, like a big name because it's a Chavez family. And the fans are going to get to see me fight because there's a lot of people wanting me to meet. So, <laughs> so in an overall aspect, in terms of the Alfonso Gomez life, that makes sense to me. Like, yeah, I'll get a, you know, a couple thousand. Yeah, I'll fight again. I'll be on TV. I'll be in a workout. You know, my, my clients, my friends can see me fight again. I'll have the feeling again, which is awesome. And I'll fight a big name in a freaking easy fight. So, yeah, for me, that would be awesome. <laughs> the crowd liked that.
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so if he does want to do it, eh, fuck it, let's do it again. If not, I'm not interested. I'm so happy doing the program here that, you know, and it, it requires a lot of um, time, yeah. you know. Uh, I, okay, what I, was, I was saying about $100 requires a lot of time. So I could easily say, hey, here's $100 a month. I'm going to be at this hours. You show up cool. If not, you don't, right? But I actually, for I want, I, I can see somebody being in the program and not me getting involved, you know? So we we not only have that three classes, of, no, not even 10 classes a week for 100 bucks, 10 classes, which sounds today. Um, they also have one-on-one meetings, accountability checklists, BMI Pro Weekly, BMI Profiles. We have a weekly uh, group meetings. We have, um, oh, we didn't do it last night, Saturday uh, social, social hour where we get together and just chat about stuff. So it's a whole program involving uh, the coach and the first people. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, every time I have an opportunity, whether it's through the podcast right now, mm-hmm. whether it's through the meetings, I'm always injecting them, That's injecting cool. them with that positivity. I'm always injecting them with those mental thoughts that ultimately get, get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's not just like physical, mental, it's kind of holistic. So It's a whole program. Yeah, so, well, look, the program is called One Healthy Athlete. Now, why why did I call it One Healthy Athlete? Because athletes are like you, like you, like you, like you, and like me. Just regular people. The only difference between an athlete and any other career or any other job is that an athlete is a person that is, in general, is in shape. Very good shape. Has good so physically, he's on top of his game. Physically, yeah, a good one top athlete, complete athlete, a healthy athlete is on top of his game. Uh, physically, mentally, mm-hmm. I mean, athlete mentally, socially, economically, financially, spiritually, and uh, fuck. So mentally, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually. There it is. Uh, socially, feature anyway, six different uh, oceans, whatever. I keep forgetting it, but it's it's an all, especially all especially all. <laughs> so it's an overall aspect of one healthy athlete. It's not just oh, I go to the gym and I train and I look good. I mean, yeah, you can look good, but if you want to be one healthy athlete, Officially. it requires you crazy mental capacity. It requires you to be sociable and likable and with people. It requires you to be financially stable, you know, because of your career spiritually. So the program, yes, it's called One Healthy Athlete for that reason because we work on building you a better version of yourself, not only in your abs, but on your mental abs too. You know, get strong there, fortify your mentality, fortify your spirit, spiritually, socially with the gatherings. And basically that's why. So it's not just you come here and work out. It's it's more about you come here and I'm going to do everything I freaking can to make you a better version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, now before we get into uh, the Mike Tyson comeback, and we have a comment here from Derek. Shout out to our boy Derek from, um, out there in the East Coast. He says, uh, just fight Chavez Jr. and break his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Derek from the East Coast, thank you for that. Um, Chavez Jr. is so heavy. Too big. Too big. You know, let's be honest. I'm not going to come back just because it's a big name and it's a big fight. 
Uh, I just want to do a nice fight. I'm, like I said, if I do, it's going to be against Omar Chavez, which is the easiest fighter with the biggest name I can think of. Other than that, I'm not interested. Easy fight against Omar. Easy fucking easy fight. Uh, and then uh, let's, yeah. let, let's, let's let them have some words here. I don't know if they're still there. Uh, uh, Judith, Nicole, they want to hear your beautiful voices, ladies. Yeah, so, you can set the, they should be able to hear them. So let's start with you, uh, Judith. All right, give me a minute. Yes. I, I have a, you can hear I have it okay, a question right? for, for, for Judith. Hold on, I want to... I want to all right. Okay, ready? So, yeah, yeah, so my question would be, what oh, has... Oh, nice. What has... Uh, you That's know, okay. They can yeah. hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has a boxing program have done for you? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've ever done uh, any boxing programs before, but if you haven't, what has it done for you, you know, personally? <laughs> um, just holding my hands up. So I am going to be 70 this year, and oh, wow. I have really benefited from Alfonso's program. Um, he believes in me, and that just keeps me going. Um, just having somebody that's there for me, <laughs> believes with me, in, with me, and works with me on my eating profile. Um, I need to have a hip replacement, and I have to lose this weight and get strong before August 1st. So I know I can do it with Alfonso. All right. Good job. Thank you so much. Uh, that was great. Here, let me hit I her with a round of applause. appreciate that so much. Uh, go ahead and mute your mic. Yeah, let's give her an applause. Totally. <laughs> oh, Judith. And uh, hold on, Nicole. Let me spotlight you. Okay, Nicole, your turn. Go ahead and mute. Yes. <laughs> I'm mute. I'm like, mute no. your mic. <laughs> go ahead, Nicole. How has Alfonso helped, uh, especially in these times? How has the program helped? I don't know. Can she hear? We can't hear you, Nicole. Can you hear us? They're asking you, Nicole. I can hear you guys. Okay, go ahead. They're asking. I think you, she's Nicole. thinking about the answer. She's thinking. Okay. About it. <laughs> What's the question? So the question is, how has the program helped you during this quarantine time? I think she deserves a round of applause as well. Yeah. Round of applause too. Yeah. Go, Nicole. Go, Nicole. <laughs> yes, these women are amazing. We have other people, you know I mean? I'm, I, and I'll take the opportunity to give him a shout out. Let me see. Okay. Also to Brian. He's an amazing person. Stephanie. Yeah, Cynthia. Um, uh, Cynthia, Stephanie, Judith, Nicole. Brian, uh, Grace, Grace as well. So um, Peter, who just joined us. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm drawing blanks right now, but yeah. To the One Healthy Athlete group, yeah, totally. And everybody's getting that, uh, that precise uh, treatment. Mm -hmm. And 
it's cool. I mean, and, and what what gets me better is that these people are not with, they're not in the program because they are Alfonso Gomez. That's what I'm telling you. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of the people that are going to join the program when they see this, because, oh, Alfonso, we can be on screen with him, blah, 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 which is nice. But uh, these people are persistent because they understand that this is their goal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I believe they've seen good results uh, um, by going through my program, you know, and I'm sure, I mean, People go through programs all the time, you know, keto diets and some program here and some gym there, some gym here and there. And uh, ultimately, they all they are all good. People say, is this good? Is this bad? They're all good. You know, if you're persistent, if you continue, they're good. The problem is that you do a keto diet and you stop doing it. And then you say, oh, it's not working. Motherfucker, you stopped. <laughs> it only works if you continue. <laughs> <laughs> right it's not working like dude it only works if you continue and uh yeah i'm really happy with this program totally yeah and you guys gonna follow el gomez boxing right for more yeah so please so anybody anybody who's interested in working out like a champion with a champion do not hesitate to dm me at el gomez boxing in all the platforms facebook instagram tiktok YouTube, LinkedIn, and whatever, and now Zoom. Zoom, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I just realized that Zoom yesterday literally just opened like a, oh shit, like a, damn. You know, violento. violento. <laughs> Zoom just opened like a social type of platform in, the, in their thing. Yeah, so now you have your email, you can go to a chat room and sh- and do face, they even have the face changing, uh, uh, whatever, morphing filters. apps, filters. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, shit, Zoom is getting into it big time. I mean, it only makes sense, right? You have a million users. Let's keep them in here. Yeah. <laughs> a billion or whatever users they have. Yeah. Um, the phone lines are open if anybody would like to call in and chime in or just say what's up to Alfonso. Um, Derek says he already follows you, so he's on track. <laughs> All right, Derek. Well, just so you know, guys, Saturdays at 9 a.m. through the Zoom channel, I will be hosting free class. Every Saturday, you know, so anybody that wants to join in and have a good session on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock uh, is welcome. Oh, something amazing happened too, so I want to take this opportunity so I can cut it and then post it. <laughs> edit, it edit, edit you guys out. I just got a, yeah, I just made an association or a collaboration, affiliation, whatever you want to call it, a partnering up with Winning Winning Image Fitness in Downey. They have a great facility, a good gym. They have already scheduled on Zoom. They have Zumba. They have strength and conditioning. They have a course class. They have different courses. So we are going to join together. And this is good for you, uh, Nicole and Judith, um, that... You guys are going to have access now, not only to the Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. with me, the Boxing Cardio. You're also going to have access to Zumba class. You're going to have access to a core class. You're going to have access to a strength and conditioning class. And coming shortly, they actually have a kitchen there because they they do nutrition. You're also going to have uh, nutrition and cooking courses because this facility covers all that. So I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Maria and her husband from Winning Image Fitness Gym in Downey. 
because yeah, this is gonna really um, bring more professionalism to the program, and it's gonna be able to access even more things to help anybody who wants to join be a better version of themselves. You know, mentally, physically, spiritually, economically, socially, really. <laughs> Perfect. Officially. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's let's go. Um, any questions, guys? Any questions? Um, if you're listening right now on the live stream, go ahead and call the numbers or go ahead and post your question. What's the number so I can see the number? It's on the screen right there. Well, they, it's have on, it. they have it. It's on the screen right there. Yeah. Just give a call. Um, I'll answer all your questions. <laughs> any question. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, yeah. yeah. In the meantime, let's talk about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. The comeback. Yeah. Tyson, baby. So as a... As a, as a as a boxer at home, so you do you see him training? Do you feel like well, we have social media now? Do you feel like it's a lot of him just staying in shape, and then the media making it like, oh, you know, kind of echándole, you know, Lenny Alvarado to make him come back, or do you think it's really him that wants to come back? Um, it's great marketing, dude. Amazing marketing. Mike Tyson only needed to throw six punches in three seconds, and he became the biggest marketing. Um, I guess, tactic or campaign so far in boxing that I've seen, you know. Uh, everybody talking about it, everybody sharing it. Whether he fights or not, which I don't think he might. At the end of the day, Mike Tyson became so freaking famous with those six punches right now on social media with audiences that didn't know who Mike Tyson was. And we're talking about 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, like up to 20 years old. They heard of Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah, that one guy. They didn't live it like we did. So we're talking about billions, billions of these little kids, these young audience that now know who Mike Tyson is. And Mike Tyson is this beast that we knew about. We saw him throw six punches and edit it pretty well with sound effects like, make him look like King Kong. And all these kids now are like talking to dad because dad knew Mike Tyson. Now they're able to connect. Hey, dad, Mike Tyson. Yeah, let's go watch some of these fights. I'm sure they're pulling up the videos from back in the past. The guy who bit the ear. What? Yeah, the guy who bit the <laughs> ear. You know, like, I don't know if he's fighting back or not. I just want to applaud him or whoever the mastermind behind this in terms of making Mike Tyson nowadays probably one of the most popular boxing names in the world with young audiences and old audiences only because of this one, three, six-second video. Amazing. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, he has a lot of stuff going on. He has a podcast. Yeah, he's in the cannabis world. He has mm -hmm. a Tyson Ranch, things like that. Yeah. But the podcast has really taken off. He has uh, one yeah. of the best podcasts I, in the world. I do not doubt. I do not doubt that he's going to get picked up by Spotify. All right. Mike Tyson. And let's talk about that, too. Yeah. The Joe Rogan Joe effect, Rogan. Right? The yeah. Joe Rogan That's podcast got picked up. They're saying he's getting, like, a hundred million up front or something like that. That is beautiful. I mean, hard work pays off. Consistency pays off. When uh, when Joe Rogan started with his podcast, it wasn't as the Joe Rogan podcast that it is right now. Yeah. Uh, they said I eleven know, years ago. Yeah, eleven years ago. Yeah. People were like, people people were like, what is he doing? You know, back then I didn't even know what a podcast was. Yeah. I remember having an iPod Touch. Yeah. And they had this stupid little useless app that said podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and when I would it? click on it, it was People, basically like radio that you can just yeah. play back. 
people so I'm talking. Like, Why right? would right. you need this? It was exactly. Just so useless to me. And uh, yeah, when he started back then, you know, yeah. he was he was one of the guys in the first wave. That's that's why he's on top of the wave yeah. now. Uh-huh. That's what I told you earlier. There are waves of, of things happening. Be on top of the wave, and you don't have to struggle. So he was on top of the wave when this shit first started. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, he's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just proof that. <clears throat> It's digital that you have to go to, yeah. you know. Well, well, let me rephrase that. Uh, it, I think it'll separate. It'll be the whole digital type of thing with a lot of money, but also there'll be another group of people who are still trying to uh, make the past survive. You know, the old school old people, school. old school people doing shit with their arms. The you know, traditional the way, traditional right? way. <laughs> it'll be it'll be communities and things, and I'm sure. That they themselves, if they're persistent, persistency is key, consistency. If they're persistent in their old school ways, once everything separates, there'll be people over here building fucking things with their hands that only robots build over here. They're going to get a lot of money for their hands building whatever the fuck, you know? So just be consistent and persistent when you leave. What I believe is the digital, you know? I'm not going to go to the old school. I just believe it so much. I'm into it so much. and I've been speaking about it so much. That, uh, yeah, podcast is the yeah. way. You know, I wasn't aware. He was making about $30 million a year just from the podcast. Yeah. That's insane. Dude, I'll, I'll even just say it like this. Yeah. There's this TikToker, very famous, una mujer, a lady, a girl, actually. Her name is uh, Charlie, Charlie Dimiano, something like that. I don't know her name well. Anyway, every time she posts, she has like 60 or 80 million followers on TikTok or more. I don't know. <laughs> Every time she posts, she gets, you know, 300 million views type of thing, a billion views, a billion views on her stuff. And, you know, other people like Kevin Hart, uh, The Rock, they get one third or one one eighth of what she gets in terms of views and um, likes and comments. I'm talking about this girl that Charlie Dimiano. Just started doing TikTok, became so famous. And I don't even know her name, so I apologize if I'm not <laughs> getting her fucking name right. Um, but the idea here is that this girl, that uh, she's only 16 years old, has so many followers that sh- she charges more per post than somebody who only gets 10 million, like Kevin Hart. So p- shift of powers are happening. What's going to happen the next year when... Somebody that nobody knows, some little kid in, in Asia that is doing some good dances on he's very famous, very charismatic, is able to blow up and have one billion fo- one billion followers. It has more power than somebody who in our world, in our era, was so huge like The Rock, but The Rock, every time he posts, he cannot get that many views. So by numbers, because money does not look at who you are. Money only looks at numbers. Money is numbers. So when the when the numbers are right, money just goes there. So the power shifting is happening. You got the Joe Rogan experience happening with the whole Spotify. Nowadays, Zoom, Zoom workouts are so popular. Who would have thought, dude? Who would have thought that people in their homes and you're in your homes, you'll be working out? And now it's happening. So just a piece of advice for everybody. You still got time to ride the wave. You know, it'll be closed. They will be charging you to have a YouTube channel. I said this last year, and I want to say it again. They will charge you eventually to have a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. They will charge you to be part 
or the world, right now that is still free, right now the customer acquisition through Facebook ads, influencers, is still pretty cheap if you're smart about it um, compared to traditional media. Right now you still have a chance to ride that wave, to get your money, to have your security because later, man, it's going to yeah. be too late, buddy. Yeah, I, I constantly think about this show, right? Where, where is it going to be in one year, two years, three years? And I think Spotify made a huge, huge move because they're they, probably going to start doing some type of video streaming as well yeah. to compete with YouTube. Right. Because Joe Rogan is not, they're yeah. not going to be doing yeah, YouTube audio. anymore as much. So, so Spotify TV. Spotify is going to do something Spot, to yeah. try to even out that playing to, field. Yeah. Yeah. To pay him that much, they're going to want their money back, like to make it somehow back. Oh, they already got it back. They well, back? Oh, they already, their stock went up yeah. the next day. Yeah, it went up. In they, they made their money back in a couple hours wow. just from their stock. So, the, they, yeah. I mean, it was smart. The from thing that. about audio, uh, also, uh, I'll say this again since you guys said, I want Audio is the future more than video. You know, yeah, video is cool, but audio is it's taking over the world. And you can take it anywhere. Yeah, basically, well, the thing, the, thing with, the thing with audio is that you can still do other stuff, Yeah, you know? And right now, in an era where immediate gratification is, like, happening, you want to be, have whatever thing happen now. I want my food now. Click! Ding dong. Hey, Uber. You know, thank you for the food. I want to watch my whole season today. I don't want to wait six months. Click. Netflix. All right. On demand. Yeah. So this immediate gratification, a lifestyle that we've gone to, has come to a point where we want three or four immediate gratifications at the same time. So while we're listening to whatever the hell, we're looking over here, watching something else and doing something else. So it's three at the same time. So audio is... Video is awesome, but audio it will surpass it, and it's gonna have to do mainly the the recent audio is gonna take over is because nowadays now you can be in your house, be in your car, be anywhere, and all you have to say, hey Alexa, turn the car on, hey Siri, you know, it's so easy like that. And with five G, you guys don't know what's gonna happen with five G. Five G is gonna be so everywhere, and there that at one point you won't have to go to your phone. You're going to walk out of your house, right? And you're going to say Uber. <laughs> Uber, like that. They Obviously, they know you're there. They hear you. They know who you are. It's on your party. Like, they know who you are. Immediately, you won't even have to say, here, Uber is going to come to you by you just saying Uber. You know? You're going to get in the car and be like, I want to go here without typing. <laughs> no more typing. It's just voice. Everything is voice, 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 voice. So when it comes to you guys and podcasts, and Joe Rogan did it, the fr- Dude, if somebody says, hi, I want to, uh, uh, yo, Alexa, uh, put the, the top podcast for me. The top podcast is Joe Rogan. La, 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 la. A hundred la, la, million la, downloads la, la, in la, one la, month. La, 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 right? So be like, okay, put Joe Rogan, right? So, so in a way, anybody doing anything right now, they really have to think about the audio experience. What can you provide with audio experience uh, for the people so you can ride that audio wave? Big time. So you can be part of Alexa and Cortana and Siri and the other girl. What is the other one? Yeah, it's Siri for Apple. Alexa for Amazon. It's Cortana for Windows. No, and what is what is uh, Bixby? Bixby. It's not Maria, Chris. <laughs> anyway. Go to the audio. <laughs> Maria, Maria. 
<laughs> Bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but, um, no, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, once you go audio, yeah, it's because I think Instagram gratification, like you said, it. Yeah. Everybody wants to have that girl now, the boy now. They don't want to fucking like it. It takes. Right. And you're driving, you're listening to audiobooks, um, all that stuff. You're running, you're listening to it. You're yeah. doing chores, you're listening to so, it. So audio, Watching TV, listening audio, to it. Audio has been huge always, mm-hmm. but uh kind of died out a bit through radio. radio, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. But it's coming back through the podcast yeah. big time. But I think even radio is doing okay compared to TV. Because mm-hmm. TV, like, who watches live TV now? Yeah. Unless you're watching sports. Mm-hmm. Everyone's Netflix, Hulu, oh. YouTube. And- but even that, even live sports are streaming now. Yeah. You know, not on TV. Yeah. They're on their own. Because uh, I've done it before on my phone. I've been watching The Zone, you know, when I'm in a meeting or whatever. Yeah. And I'm right here watching, like, oh, shit. Eh? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even some of the fights that we called the. Uh- you know, when we're watch, when we're calling fights, we're watching fights. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so streaming, guys. Yeah, well, I don't think we have to like even mention it again. If you have to mention to someone, it's about streaming. It's like, dude, you're you're hopeless. Yeah, a la verga. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what you do on TikTok. Are you a TikTok sensation nowadays? Nah. <laughs> well, you know, no, I'm not. And I've actually realized uh, this like sh- shadow ban, shadow ban you there. You know, they're very strict on what you do on TikTok, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Chinese, so. Yeah. Very like, strict. Is that like red flagging? Or? Yeah, kind of like red flagging. Basically, they limit the audience that sees your stuff. And I'm sure, I mean, on Instagram, it's happened to you guys where you guys posted yeah. a video <laughs> that you shouldn't. And you get blocked or shadow yeah. banned and all that stuff. So right now that uh, TikTok is shadow banning a lot of people uh, because they use audios that are not approved by them or licensed it's licensed license, by yeah. them right even if it's some little thing in the background oh my God. some little thing you don't you don't even listen to it because you're yeah, here yeah. on your own hey, come on. Yeah. If, they, if, the, if they listen to it if they're able to listen to the audio in the background that video gets gets jacked and it makes sense i mean it's copyrighted you know people all that stuff and it happened on television television every time it was on the contender for example every time it would be on tv they had somebody specifically just looking to see if there are any brands showing. And they were running with a tape of that color of the shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. with a white, blue, green. And they would cover it. They had to cover it, all that stuff. Uh, audio, obviously, is controlled. Nobody can have the external audio or, or, or images or logos or nothing. And it's only normal that it's happening now on, um, on social media, on TikTok and Facebook. No ads, no nothing. They even have on on Instagram. They have partner a partner link yeah. where you can add your partner if you're doing partnerships, oh, right? Okay. So they actually know. Okay, they're partnering with these people. There's not shadow ban them because they're partnering. So yeah, it's very delicate. So guys, if you do, if you are gonna go online and do all this stuff, also look at all the policies. Make sure you follow the rules. Um, last thing you want is to have so many, mo- so much momentum, so many views, so many followers, and with a click of a button, a robot decides that you committed some kind of a um, uh, policy, um, yeah, copyright infringement. yeah, co- infringements and stuff, and the robot with one click suddenly destroys your whole life. So is it like you can't wear a DC shirt like on TikTok, or how does that work? Or do things then go down that way? That, that uh, right now it's just audio. 
mainly, you know, the audio that you're using. If it's audio not approved by them, because there's times when I'm doing a TikTok and I want a minute, a minute. Car drives by. (laughs) 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 And I want to do a whole minute TikTok, but the song's only 15 seconds, right? So I guess somehow I haven't really found out. 15 seconds is all they can do. What I do is go behind them and do the whole minute. Stole my way. (laughs) Break the rules again, you know? But basically, um, in any social media platform, um, whatever you do, first of all, you have to do what you love. Your passion is, you know, don't think, oh, no, this, because people are going to say that. Oh, no, TikTok is only for kids. You guys said that the first time I mentioned it. TikTok is only for kids. Now everybody's in that shit. So just do your passion. But the number one thing when you do a social media in order to, to really be accepted is to provide value, to give. Remember we spoke about this earlier, guys, about receiving, which is awesome. People love to receive. Raise your hands if you love to receive. But to give without expecting anything in return is actually the key. So for you guys, go ahead and give. Give information. Give free material. Give free knowledge. And from there, you start growing your reputation that at one point, people will be like, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Now you can charge. Okay. So we, we I kind of thought about the whole TikTok, yeah, the TikTok, but I guess we want to do something that's, uh, I guess, uh, real to us and not just... Do the Jesse Vargas dance or something that's not. Nice. <laughs> Jesse Vargas did a dance on TikTok. What? Yeah, I want to. I want to do a TikTok with you guys Je- right Jesse now. Jesse Vargas, but I was like, we do the the the, the punching, so maybe we can <laughs> we can do something like huh. that. Okay. Yeah, what's, Kenny Enriquez. Our show is how to do a TikTok. Video. Are we gonna have music in this? Because you know how YouTube is too. YouTube is getting a. Nah, I'm. It's Kenny Enriquez. I love that girl. Who's that? She's a, she's make, a fighter? Champ fighter from okay. Tijuana, Mexican champion, the WBC. And oh, she's, she does those? Oh. she's big time into TikTok. Close your eyes, Chris. Portese bien. Chulada de mujer. Anyway, I don't know. I want to do a TikTok. Let me see. What do you have in mind for us? You want to do it after a show or during the show live? During the show live. Oh so my goodness, see. ladies and gentlemen, we're about to make our uh, debut. <laughs> do you hear it? Okay, okay. Do you, you do you, uh, wait, let me, let me get off. Do you think it's here to stay? Well, maybe no, to the 12th he's, round. He's very focused over here. Let him, let him do oh, his thing. Wait. Let him work the magic. Yeah, I don't know. Eh? That's gonna My- be a clip, dude. <laughs> oh hey guys, we gotta go. <laughs> I don't know. We just use the sound and we just make music. So. Let's see how it came out. Let's see, let's see. Podcast. I want to get this mic. Oh, did it freeze? Se movimiento de cabeza. 
<laughs> Don't try this at home. That's <laughs> actually pretty funny. Parece que está tocando la maraca. Honestly, sometimes I've taken my time to the TikTok and it gets yeah. like fucking three views. Uh, and sometimes out of random, just real quick, boo, 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 and shit just explodes. Yeah, so man. when it comes to a TikTok, content in general, it's just, yeah. just shoot con- boom, every yeah. day. My daughter, my daughter has like, 6,000 posts or something. It's like, what the fuck? You can scroll forever on her TikTok. 6,000 posts. She posts like 20 times a day. But that's the way to do. You know, you got so many people thinking about it, planning yeah. for planning, thinking, and trying to execute. And then they execute and they don't like it. They repeat, they repeat. Yeah. Like, they wasted two hours on something. Yeah. And then you got this kid from Asia and that in those two hours, it's seven TikToks. Real quick, they didn't give a fuck. So, yeah, don't think about it. Just go for it. I used to take a lot of time trying to edit stuff and try to make it look all perfect. And we would post, like, a perfect interview and 100, 100 views. Yeah. Then some other bullshit-looking <laughs> audio all messed up, and they got 100,000 views. I'm just like, oh, my God. It is. So that already <laughs> tells you that it is content you know like how much content you're putting out how consistent yeah. you are and if you are if you are targeting a niche mainly a niche and sometimes and you, even if you don't like it that doesn't mean that other people are not going to like exactly it, you know? exactly i mean you have your own thing and totally yeah let me see i want to go live here and, and okay, let's do it you kind of i changed your little mindset about tiktok we'll, we'll, we'll be playing with that now see the reason i don't want to do it is is probably going to take some time from the stuff that I really want to do. So <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? Like the stuff we've been let's, doing, more editing, more let's in, posting let's, videos. Let's, in, let's interview now yeah. the podcasters. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, has anybody, yeah, uh, uh, Boxing Life, Live Boxing? Where, where, where? Yeah, yeah, with Sean. Just, just Boxing with Sean, yeah. yeah they yeah, interview yeah. you guys as a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That. that was cool. cool. We're the podcasters. Clean cuts is all you need, TVH, Derek. <laughs> yeah, give us some tips, Derek, on the uh, TikTok now, stuff. Now I'm live on Instagram. Everybody. Social media platforms, right? Do you think uh, TikTok is, is here to stay? Yeah. Or is it going to be a MySpace where it has a good run for about five, six years and then? No, I, I think it's here to stay. You think so? And not, not because anything, I think that the audience that really grasp into it, which is the young audience more than the older ones, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to hold on to this, you know, and yeah. grow with it. Now, I believe TikTok is going to merge with another huge company, you know, and... Uh, like they might get bought out or... Like Instagram or Facebook. Type of thing. I honestly, I think TikTok is going to be like Snapchat. I think it's going to go, but the reason I probably don't believe that is because it's... it's in, it's from China. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I, I was about to tell you that. Yeah. A billion people, sure. and that's the main platform that they're pushing. So yeah. that's a huge audience just in China alone. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's a war, social yeah. media war between yeah. China, United States. Yeah. United States has Facebook and Instagram, right? 
and they have all this information. America has all this information on people all over the world, Asia included. You know, so United States through Facebook and Instagram has so much data, so much information on everybody in the world that China's like, wait a second, that's yeah. power. Having information on people and dead on people, that's power. So now China pushed out their social media platform, and now more people are on Instagram, and China is getting all that data, all that information from people, your likes, everything about you. You know, they can replicate you at this point if they want to. There's a reason why, let's say you're like, oh, I want some McDonald's, and then next thing you know, there's yeah. an ad about McDonald's about on McDonald's, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> So that power, the power is not going to go away. So, yeah, it, it might die out, but it, in the sense that, no, it won't because it's, it's too powerhouse. If it was just United States where it's everything in-house, I mean, if you're not working, this works, venga. This doesn't work, but since it's powers fighting, they're going to keep, keep, it, keep it up like that. So yeah. Data is gold, says Derek. Yeah, with TikTok, I think, I mean, they've, they've been big, but I think just having a, a like, I guess you can say an, open, an audience that's just at home, they're looking to stay entertained, busy, That that's where it blew up, because I, I have certain friends that, they're like, man, I've been on TikTok for, like, hours, <clears throat> and, like, have you gone on that? I was like, I've seen a couple, they're, they're entertaining, I just, I'm busy, but, I mean, a lot of people that are at home, not working. Yeah. You know, that's, they've, and then they started their own, so. But, I mean, I've seen so many TikToks, people are actually at work, you know, and real quick, they put the camera, and then they do the little dance, and they post it up real quick, and suddenly they got 10,000 views, you know, so it's lovely, I like it, you know, people complain about it, like, I'm on my phone most of the time, because this is where my business is, and, like, even talking right now, I'm doing this and doing that, and kind of takes away from the traditional way of being in the table, poniendo atención a todos, you know? It takes away from that. So there's people that still still in this mentality that when I'm doing all this, they get irritated. They're like, oh, que falta de respeto. So, yeah, you're right. Falta de respeto a, 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 a tu mentalidad, the way you think. But you think about it, it goes the other way too. Tú me estás faltando respeto a mí porque sabes que ese es mi negocio, esa es mi vida. So tú queriéndome interrumpir, you're trying to interrupt this money flow that feeds my kids. Tú me estás faltando respeto a mí, you know? So, yeah, it's a different changing. Everything's changing. Everything's already changed. We used to say, the oh, we used to say in the future, in the future, the future is now. There's no more future. It is, it is what it is. It is now. Well, there's a thing. For me, it's not even about time. You just live in it. You just live in there. You click, you get a notification, you get an idea for a TikTok, you're in this situation, and I just go. Now, when it comes to planning, yeah, you got to plan out your week, your, all your stuff. But for me, it's more of a lifestyle now, you know, and it's hard to get away from it, especially when that's your livelihood. You know, I don't do it because I want to be TikTok famous or because I want to show my ass. You know, I do it because I'm trying to make a business and trying to make money. <laughs> well, sometimes I just have an idea. Like, let's say I'm just sleeping and I just wake up and I'll just do it like on the spot because I feel like I have to. Like, yeah. like you said, consistency is yeah. <coughs> creating content. And yeah, the end of the game is the, the content is that name recognition, right? That's what you want. The what? Name recognition. Like name. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, uh, if you give, guys, if you just give, 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 without expecting a return. The problem is that 
most people that give, they expect something to return automatically, you know? And I've said this before, like, oh, somebody, hey, can I borrow whatever, $20? Sure, and you give. That person that just let you borrow $20, in his mind, his soul expects that one day, if he asks you, that you're going to do the same thing to him. So there's already an expectation. Yeah. You know, when that expectation is not met, I have problemas, right? And everybody does that, whether it's a ride, whether it's a shout out, whether it's anything. Yes, I'll give you something, but for some reason, there's an expectation of a return. And if that return does not happen, there's a rupture. There's a rupture in the relationship. There's a rupture there somehow. And the rupture happens not because it happens. It happens because you have, you have the mentality that you want something in return. And that is not good. That is not right. That is that's not, that's not the way to go. When you give, just freaking give. Don't expect anything in return. And if, I promise you, if you do that, if you just give without expecting anything in return, you're going to get more back. I've done it. I've lived it. I promise you. I promise you. If you give while expecting, you're going to be disappointed every single time. No, you're going to break relationships. It's going to be good. But if you give without expecting anything in return, my friend, you're going to get more than what you expected because you expected nothing. <laughs> well said. Well said. You know what? I have some rapid-fire questions here for you, Alfonso. Um, Those are always good. <laughs> Ask your questions, guys. Um, TV Boxeo, saludos. Saludos, saludos. Saludos, Heidi Luna, mi hija. Hola, mi amor. <laughs> este. La Fern, you guys know La Fern? <laughs> este, Hector, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, chen, so chen, charrar. I have a series of questions for you here. It's about 15 questions, quick questions, either or. You just answer with the, the best one, best right. option that comes to mind. There's no right or wrong answer. You ready? Okay, yes. Right. Uh-oh. It's going to die? No. Okay. Everybody locked down. All right. So rapid fire questions with Alfonso Gomez here. Ready? Rapid fire questions. What so I have to answer rapid? Right away. Yeah. Preferably. All right. Here, let me hit you with the... <laughs> All right. Ocean or mountains? Ocean. Agua de horchata o Jamaica? Horchata. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Chinese or Italian food? Chinese. Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson? Muhammad Ali. Ooh. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Chente or Juan Gabriel? Chente. Las Chivas o la América? Contesta por mí. Las Chivas. Como que qué. You know what? I'm going to hit you with a round of applause for that one because you answered it correctly. <laughs> Hit it. What's up, guys? Cadillac. Hermosa. Oh. Talking about Cadillac. Hey. BMW or Mercedes-Benz? BMW. Marco Antonio Barrera or Eric Morales? Marco Antonio Barrera. <laughs> Ooh, <okay>. Wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, la verdad, los dos. Los dos son igual. <laughs> But if you had to pick one, you say Marco Antonio. Barrera, yeah. yeah. That's, that's I go with Barrera. All right. Would you rather watch baseball or watch golf? Hijo de la chica. I don't know. <laughs> it don't matter. I want to fall asleep with both of them. So I don't give a fuck. That's the right 
Hay que sea. Novelas o movies. Ooh, movies. But if you say TV shows or movies, TV shows. I'm a big, I love binge watching. Oh my God, I hate it. I hate it and I love it at the same time. We'll get into that after. Uh, all right, Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Correct answer. Breaking Bad. That's yeah. the correct answer. All right. If you had to choose between making an appearance on Sábado Gigante or Cristina, oh. which one would you choose? Sábado Gigante. Don Francisco. Don Francisco. Don Francisco. Con el, con el, con el chacal de la trompeta. Yeah, con el chacal. I would be with a chacal. Yeah. If you had to re relive one fight, would you choose the Gaddy fight or would you choose the fight against Kamegai, your la your very last one? Oh, with Gaddy. Gaddy? Yeah, that shit was insane. Would you, would you do something different? No. No, would I do something different? No, I think I did pretty well. Everything went to plan. And what I wanted was to, dude, when they asked me about Gaddy, I've said this before in your interviews, but I'll say it again. When they asked, say, you want to fight Gotti? The first thought I swear to you that I thought it was like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to have fight of the year. Because mm -hmm. to me, it was a recipe for a badass fight, impossibly candidate for fight of the year. Mm -hmm. However, for some reason, Arturo Gotti, that one fight, he decided to box and not brawl. So he took that away from me. Now, if there's something I could do, I couldn't do nothing. Maybe I would have tried to convince him, dude, just just brawl with me. You should have done a rope a dope. Oh. Muhammad Ali, go against the rope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't think he would have uh, given yeah, up that opportunity. He, he wouldn't. Would I don't you know, don't dude. So? I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> no, I didn't mess up. It's just the way things played out. But I would just would have wished that that somehow yeah. Arturo Gotti would just stand toe to toe with me and we could have created this amazing fight, you know, back and forth. I was just hoping for it. But it didn't happen. However, the victory, everything, how everything played out, cannot complain. And we have uh, Sean. We have Sean here checking in. Um, I don't know if you heard, Alfonso, we were talking about you earlier, Sean. I don't know if you are just checking in. But let's continue this real quick, and then we'll get back. Um, if you had to redo one fight, would you choose the one against Cotto or Canelo? Ah, uh, shit. I would try to do both. Well, no. I would say Canelo. Because with, with Cotto... Um, oh, shit. Am I using this? Yeah, go for it. Oh, crap. That's why we put it there the whole time, Alfonso. Come on. Give me the I'm tools. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, oh, go shit. that way. That's side, that's side. Yeah, go that Insta way. Instagram doesn't do side. And then you can flip it though. Yeah, you can flip the. Just hook it on oh. like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And then uh, <laughs> you could you you could move it like this one. Yeah, there you go. Or the other way. I stuck. <laughs> Look, there's an opening. There's an opening on it. You know where the ball is. You got it. Yeah, something like that. Ah oh, fuck. Anyway. So, <laughs> so going back, so so I'll just uh, open no. So you said the Canelo one. I would say the Canelo one because. There you go. I I would say the Canelo one because with Cotto, um, even if I wanted to, I couldn't do anything. I I have my 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 knuckle. My my knuckle was uh, broken for that fight. I didn't train properly. I couldn't spot properly. Uh, they had to put cortisone and numbing thing the, the day of the fight so they can bend my finger, put my glove in. 
my training was shit. My fight was nothing. So if there's anything I could have done, nothing. I just couldn't. My hand was messed up. It was a great opportunity for a lot of money. Uh, and it sucks. It sucks going into a big fight of that magnitude, knowing that that's your chance of a lifetime. But at the same time, in the back of your head, you know that. <laughs> I tried, you know. But when it comes to Canelo. Martinez actually said something like that too. Sergio Martinez against Cotto. Yeah? yeah what do you that, say? That he couldn't. Well, he was injured. He had that knee injury. Uh. And I think uh, one of his sparring partners, he said they brought in some new guys and one of them hurt him. Like he hurt his yeah. ribs sparring and oh, he couldn't shit. spar the last couple, last couple of weeks and things like that. So right. he kind of knew going in that it was not going to be good. So yeah, so for, at least with Cotto, I couldn't do nothing. It's just the way things played out. But with Canelo. I think I would have protested more the early stoppage, you know. I uh, Throughout the whole camp, throughout the whole promotionals, through everything, I always spoke to the media like, nah, este, este. I always kind of spoke about the fact that they always try to give him the fights. Not give him to them, just look for opportunities for him to win in a way. Even when fights are closed, they give him the points. And in this case, when it happened to me, the fight was stopped prematurely, right? So when they stopped it, rather than like protesting and fighting to continue, I sort of did this. <sighs> I knew this was going to happen. Oh, no, okay. not relief. <laughs> no, like I knew this was going to happen type of attitude, meaning that I was expecting it. When it happened, I accepted it because I knew it was going to happen and everything kept going, right? The only thing I would have done differently was protest, like, not expected. First of all, no, I'm expecting to win, you know. Not expecting they're going to give him the fight. That whole mentality, I would have changed that. I would just, I would have just fought for it more. You know, but it happened. I was just already expecting it. When it happened, I was like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen, you motherfuckers. And life continued. So it would have been that uh, mental aspect of it. Other than that, I, I think I was going good in the fight. I was getting him. Uh, when we looked at the judges' scorecards for that fight, I was ahead of the scores on, on, on two of the three uh, judges. Um, even though he dropped me on the first round. So I was doing pretty well. Uh, the previous fight before that one, it was uh, Cano against Eric Morales. Oh. That was a bloody fight. They went back and forth. So you have... One fight before mine, you have these guys beating the crap out of each other, bloody as hell. They're just going for it. You know, Cano, and he told us he took that fight within like a six-day notice yeah? against Morales. Oh, that was Crazy. a brutal fight. Crazy. Brutal he had fight. cut, right? He had a cut. Yeah, cut, yeah. So this brutal fight where these guys are bleeding, they're cut, they're like getting ass kicked. You're thinking. And then I go into my fight, and he punches me one, and they stop it. <sighs> Makes no fucking sense. Makes no sense how one previous fight, these guys are bloody cut, beating the shit of each other. And in the next fight, the world championship fight, this guy hits me. I back to the ropes, and they stop it immediately. He hold it. Have you seen that TikTok where I do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we were like, I was watching that fight just last night, and you were just more, more busy. Uh -huh. You were just busier of the two. Obviously, didn't like Canelo, like, you know, the up and coming. Yeah. What was he, like, 19 at the yeah. time? No, 20? he was 20-something. 20, 20, 20. Yeah, 24, I think. 20 no. Something. no. He fought you before. How old is he right now? Because he fought Mayweather at, what, 22? 23. Oh, he fought me before, he so he fought was 21. Shane before that, too. So he's probably 21, 20. 20? Yes. So anybody out there, anybody out there that knows the answer to this, please type it in. <laughs> so my, my pregunta to you, 
dude, we're supposed to be doing rapid fire, man. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire, baby. <laughs> um, would you take Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury. Ooh. Oh, I love Tyson Fury. Tyson I, Fury is freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. You see me do that. Hey, Gitano. Hey, Gitano. That guy is awesome. He's so charismatic. He sings. He's out there. He backs up what he says. And he knocked out Deontay Wilder. His story. Oh, man. That was a moment. <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. But oh, next badass. question. Money or fame? Mon- uh, fame. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. No, it's because you Edit threw a curveball. <laughs> No, because... That's why it has to be rapid fire. Yeah, <laughs> money or fame. No, because ultimately, none of those, you know, happiness. You should put that in your thing. Happiness or money. Happiness, there. I think I'd rather have money and not be famous. Oh, there you go. I don't want to be recognized in the street. Right. You Especially know? without money. You're right. Oh, money. Boy. Money over fame. True. All right. <laughs> Uh, last one. I'm gonna hit you with the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Shot to Kawhi Leonard. Last one. Uh, favorite fighter of all time. You could take your time with this one. Favorite fighter of all time. Fuck Mayweather, Chavez, Lomachenko, Muhammad Ali. I like, Ali, Ra- I like Roger Tyson. Mayweather too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Muhammad Ali, uh, Chavez, Mike Tyson, um, Lomachenko. Pick one. Uh, in my weather. Pick one. If you have to pick just one. Chavez. Yeah. Chavez, yeah. At the end of the day, because it was between Chavez or Mayweather. Mm. You know, for me. Because oh, I love Mayweather. I I don't I don't I don't like him as a particular. I just he's he just has formulas already in him. That are badass. I really like his dedication, his mentality. And you see it now way- with the training. You seen the, like the training videos that he's been doing. No, I think he he posted some videos with Devin Haney, one of the younger champions. Oh yeah, what's his name? He got mad at that. Uh, Teofimo, no, it wasn't Teofimo. Yeah, Teofimo who called uh, Devin Haney the email champion. He, he got mad that now Mayweather is training him. No, yeah, there's something like that. They're working together. Yeah, they're like, wait a second, what's going on here? Anyway, this I said a pretty good. Uh, Something good is going to happen in that division with Garcia, Haney, Gervonta, Teofimo, Lomachenko. It's going to be nice. Anyway, yeah, but, um, let's, say, let's say you were, you were to grab a beer with, with, with Mayweather or with Lomachenko. What would you tell those two specifically? I, Lomachenko for me is uh, honestly the, the best fighter in the world. You know, he's just that badass. The way he analyzes things, the way he trains. He's just badass fighter. I mean, to me, he's the best fighter in the world. Just be- And it has to do with the fact that he understands the game. Hit and not get a hit. You know, this whole Mexican idea, which I love on Mexican peoples. I'm Mexican myself. But this stupid, stupid-ass idea that you have to get your ass Beats in order to be liked by Mexicans, it's just stupid. Putazos. Putazos. No, no, no. I love it. No, 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 no. Este, so when it comes to Mayweather and Lomachenko, these guys come out and they're like badass. They get a lot of money. They're so respected. And they teach you that the reality of this game is to hit and not get hit. So if that is the reality of the game, that is how you win the game. But you're hitting more than the other guy hitting you. Why in the hell would you think that getting hit is a wise thing to do? 
You know, I didn't understand this. When Chavez was going on, I wanted to be like Chavez. Um, I, I was a great boxer all the time. Muy buen boxeador, pero yo me quería fajar. Por el corazón mexicano, porque Chávez lo hacía. Pero la realidad es que no. I mean, I want to say it straight out. You know, Mexican style, it's a good entertaining style, yet it is not the best style. It is not the most convenient style. You know, and when it comes to the rules of the game, it definitely does not mean, it does not equate to winning the game by being hit more when the games try to get hit less. So when it comes to Lomachenko and Mayweather having a beer with them, we're like, dude, thank you guys for finally showing people what boxing is about. Now, if you guys want to get, if you guys want to see arts, two guys moving, punch you more than anything, doing the lateral movements, thinking, setting up their opponents, taking two, three, four rounds to work on something, then boom, execute on it. If you want to watch this masterpiece of fighters do this, boxing is the future. If you want to see two guys just beat the shit out of each other, UFC is around the corner. They're doing oh, that true. right now. That's what they're doing right now. Yeah. They're just beating the shit out of each other, standing up. They're not even going to the ground no more. It's just boom, 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 boom. People love it. People are exciting. So when you come, now we're at the, at, the, at the stage or at the age or at the era where boxing and MMA, they're both bigs. Yet the audiences, it would differentiate them. One audience, they just want to see barbaric blood and just kick his ass, dude. Right? And the other, and the other group, they want to see a boxer move, be, work on his stamina, setting up his opponents, Play, like just art and yeah <laughs> well you know combat right? combat. combat well it is combat but it has changed boxing yeah. has changed you but know i blame the fans though because a lot of those fans that you just i couldn't tell which one was which because a lot of the people that you're describing as mma fans a lot of people like that exist in the boxing world too who just yeah. want to see the yeah, they the do. Classes, that's right? what I'm saying. Not, I feel like not enough people appreciate the the sweet science as it's called. That's, that's what I, I I said this right now. You know, I want it is gonna grow more. Boxing is gonna more lean more towards that type of style. You know, where I touch and you don't touch me, and I'm moving on a lot, and I have all these moves and techniques in order to avoid getting punishment while I punish you, right? And UFC is gonna grow even more as this sport where the short rounds. They have little gloves and they're just beating the crap of each other. So when when the two things are separating day by day, fight by fight, when Mayweather's and Lomachenko's and Teofimo's, which are the boxers in the David Haney's, they're the boxers in the movies, they're taking over boxing. And on this side, all the the, the, the guys that are brawling, that are cutting each other, that are just standing toe-to-toe is going over here. Eventually, the audiences are going to separate, you know? So... Right now, if you want to see more of the artistic, you know, taking your time, more of the ballet dancing, go to boxing. If you want to see the, the barbaric, the blood in the guts, go to UFC. Simple as that. Oh, shit. Simple as that. I'm beating the shit out of there in here. <laughs> and I didn't ask you what you, what you would ask us to Julio says a child because you know you'd be like, hey, let's do it. Okay, I'll me. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't ask you what you would, you would tell Julio says a Chavez. A Chavez? Yeah. Al Papa? Uh-huh. You met him, uh, right? Yeah, I've met him. Uh, he's a great individual, very charismatic. Everybody loves Chavez. Everybody loves the Ch- uh, loves the Chavez family. And obviously, if I had a chance to meet him, which I have, you know, I did tell him that. Do you warm idol? Everybody growing up, you know, 
wanted to be like you, so it's an honor to be in front of you. However, if I would have to say something, is <laughs> why in the world, if you, because you didn't speak English, uh, Don King practically raped you, you know, took all your money and did those horrible things to your finances and to your career. Because if you lack of English, you weren't able to explore so many other opportunities out there in the world. Why you did not impose your children that wanted to be boxers to learn the language, to get mingling with the people. So right now, a Chavez Jr. that would have spoken English, would have done commercials for Coca for like bigger things. Why? In my mind, it's like, why? If that was uh, uh, one of the roadblocks in your life to really experience you know, be the all you can be, why would you not tell your children to take that roadblock out of their, out of their, out of their lives, you know? Their children can't even speak English either, and they have the same problem, in my opinion. That's the only thing I would say. Because <clears throat> here comes, I mean, because here comes De La Hoya. De La Hoya is an awesome fighter. He did great. But he, it was his charismatic, he was his, even though he was Latino, it was the fact that he could speak English that opened a lot of more doors than it did for Chavez, you know? And unfortunately, it's like that. I didn't make the rules. I didn't make the rules that if you're in America, you were able to expand more around the world. That's the way it is. And uh, that's the only thing I would say. You should have done that. You teach your children more English, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I just, I remember a clip like when, when Deloya fought Tito Trinidad and they mentioned that, that, that Tito did not want to learn English on purpose. On purpose? On purpose because he wanted, like, La Isla de Puerto Rico to really feel like he is the son of, of that land. Oh, I get you. So you so you think that if Chavez, this is what your mentality, that Chavez is, if they speak English, they feel like they're going away from their roots? Huh. I never, I never, I never saw it in that perspective. It actually does make sense. Yeah, because it does make sense. Because now, if Chavez starts speaking in English, a lot of the Mexicans, he Oscar de Loya, right? a lot of the Mexican people, like, <laughs> you know, ah, good one. I like that. See, I, I like when people like open my mind into a new perspective. I fucking love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> that. Having that mentality, you are closing yourself from a different market. Yeah, but at the same time, you're closing yourself in your market. Ah, I feel that's ah, what, ah. I feel that's what De La Hoya did with the Mexican crowd. He closed, he closed, yeah, he by speaking English. Medal with the USA, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe spoke more English sure. and Spanish. That sucks, but you know Canelo. that 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 makes sense too. Canelo too. He knows English. He knows English, Canelo. Yeah. So he's alienated himself from some of the Mexican. Because of that, as man, that sucks. Come on, raza, qué onda? Chingado. Damn, it's exactly the same thing. Man, that sucks, dude. Fuck. Let's go to some comments here. Uh, Derek says, don't sleep on Shakur Stevenson. Also very talented. Um, Olympic. Uh, Sean says, what were you guys saying about me? <laughs> uh, we we're just talking about podcasting and... Um, Alfonso briefly kind of reversed the role, right? You kind of interviewed us or asked the question. Just a second. And then I remember yeah. you did it, Sean. You yeah. interviewed them, a podcast, podcast. It was pretty cool. I really like what Sean is doing with his whole foundation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He got it. He clicked in his head. I love it. Yeah, good job. Yeah, man. 
definitely. Do um, I have any questions here? Let me see. Probably don't. Oh, uh, Alfonso, I, you probably didn't see this, but have you seen the the Sergio Mora backyard fights when he was younger? That kind of went viral a little bit on the zone. So he just footage of him when he was younger, like boxing. I think he was in his like teens. No. And he just backyard boxing with back with primos, you know. Uh, I remember seeing players. some of those videos back in the day. He released them again on the yeah. zone. Oh. Did you ever have any of those backyard fights growing up? No. no. Or just regular, hey, look at what's happening. No, no backyard fights like that. Let me ask you this. Would you fight without fans? Like if you were a boxer in this climate, in today's age, would you care? Yeah. Well, yes, I would fight without fans. Let me let me talk a little bit about that. The other day, the first time UFC did an event uh, yeah. uh, uh, with no audience. And uh, actually, uh, some of the people here, they, we were watching it together. What's up, guys? Um, they asked me, so what do you think is going to happen? This is my perspective. There's A side and B side. The A side feeds of the crowd. The A side, uh, without knowing, has to rely on the crowd be influencing the judges. You know, so when the A side barely does this, yeah. right? And that helps the A side tremendously. The B side has to shout out everybody. You know, fuck you, vales madre. Right? <laughs> hey, like bad, you know? Like he does he does a bad punch, todo mundo no dice nada. So, so suddenly, suddenly now that we are in this reality where there's no audiences, I told him this, what happened? I said, you have to put your money somewhere, put it in the underdog. Because suddenly the A side does not have what he's used to feeding off to win fights. Mm -hmm. He's not there from the crowd, the judges to give you the points from the crowd because the crowd is super important for the A side, let me tell you. Uh, but suddenly, the B side comes into an area where he's already used to blocking out everybody. There's no pressure at all. Mm -hmm. There's no people even better. The Fuck. The pressure's on the other guy now that he has to do more in order to, to provide that the mathematical equivalent of what it would be to have a crowd. So he has to give extra effort that he's used to. And suddenly, you see the underdogs that fucking taking over. Yeah. In my opinion, in my opinion, this is what I told them. They were making money. I said, in my opinion, that's what's happening. The mental aspect of an underdog, a B-side, to the A-side, it plays in the crowd. The crowd, the A-side feeds of the crowd. Everything, the whole promotion for the A-side feeds of the crowd. The whole banners that the crowd sees, the A side, is always being held by the crowd one way or another. The B side doesn't. So right now, there's no crowd. Shit, B sides, so here's your chance, baby. Take it to them. The Take it to them. Yeah. Yeah, check this out. I was watching. I just ran into this clip on YouTube. They're, um, they're showing the Pacquiao fight against Mayweather like in slow motion and zooming in, right? And they broke down a specific round where Pacquiao out outlanded Mayweather and he did a lot better when you watch it in in slow motion and zooming in, right? But all three judges like gave Mayweather the the round and even all the people on ringside yeah. judging the that round that yeah. round all gave it to Mayweather, but in slow motion and zooming in and no yeah. sound, you right. see that, you know, Pacquiao, Pacquiao won, won that round. Won the round. And it was the same thing when 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 Mayweather would throw a combination and it would sound loud. Boom, boom. Yeah. It was all gloves, right? But yeah. the crowd's like, oh, right. he's getting them. He's yeah. getting them. 
Right. It so does, yeah. So right now for the B side, this is my, uh, the way I analyze the situation with the UFC. It's that's the way it goes, you know, because I was a fighter. Yeah. I was both on the A side and I've been on the B side on those both sides. I can tell you the A side relies a lot on the crowd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes the, the rounds are very close and judges are looking for something. Sometimes you just hear the, the loudness. You're like, oh, he probably did better. Yeah. And maybe he didn't. And the yeah. pressure, imagine the lack of pressure of the B side. There's nobody. That, uh, that, uh, no, the, the, there's no pressure at all. It's nobody. It's just fuck. He's like nobody cheers for me anyway, but at least yeah. they're not booing. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. It's an up. It's an up. It's an upslope for for the B side. For the A side, it's a downslope. There's nobody to cheer you. Yeah. So that plays your mind like like I said, mind is everything. That plays in your mind so bad, so crazy that I've seen it in the UFC and I've seen some fights that um there's no crowd. The A side, the B side seems to. And, and it kind of goes back to your point of always looking for gratitude, right? Yeah. That puncher lands that punch. Yeah. Nobody around is saying, yeah. yeah. He's just like, so you wonder, did I, did I do good? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what the hell yeah. is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So think about that, guys. You know, that's a B side going there with a fear. And if you, the A side, think about your previous life and the, how it has been, how, how much you have fed off the crowd, how much you rely on the judges, how much you rely on the promotion to give you this victory, which ultimately, relies on the crowd so if you're the a side get that shit out of your head and start thinking like the b sides just go there and do your job it's probably the best moment for them to grow on that aspect right mm -hmm. it's something yeah. that they haven't had because they yeah you know exactly and it's happened like when it happened once the uh, fighter loses he's not never the same they yeah. said it's because before that he fed off something that he hasn't have anymore <laughs> yeah so they're not the same so you got to be yourself, man. Crowd, no crowd, people, no people. Just train hard and go there to win. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching. I ran into some clips, too, of wrestling. The WWE is still doing shows behind closed doors. And it's so weird because, you know, how they have, like, the dialogue between the the fighters and stuff. Yeah. And, and there's no reaction when they say something, like, funny or something cool. <laughs> it's just weird. But they're, in a way, they're actors, so they, they know how to, like, play it off in a way i don't know i don't think it bothers them as much <laughs> well it's it's act they know they yeah, know yeah. about it it's acting you <laughs> yeah. know it's just very good acting and yes they do hurt each other i'm not saying they're not hurting yeah. each other i've seen blood i see broken this and that but you already know what's happening basically you know and in boxing you don't know what the hell is happening you have no idea yes we do no you don't <laughs> no you don't <laughs> i can't see it <laughs> I can't say I, it. I might have a comeback fight. Can't say it yet. <laughs> Good and job. Yeah, yeah no, that, that crowd is important. Yeah. Touching a little bit of place on that. Um, right now in, uh, in soccer, they're, they're playing without fans. And right now, the usually the home advantage percentage is way higher. Right now, it's like way low. So they don't have that home crowd. And then the Bundesliga, like teams are, that usually have that home advantage. They're, they've been losing games at home because it's just neutral, really, at this point. So, yeah. Did that bother you at all when you were fighting? A crowd? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, not really. Um, Did you feed off of it? Did it make you more motivated? Or it just uh, nothing? No. I've, honestly, no. I, it's weird. <laughs> I'm almost like emotional less many times, you know? Because, I don't know, I remember just walking in the ring and just not even feeling nervous or nothing. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of anxiety. 
just just to be there. Uh, I don't know. I never okay. fed off the crowd. Yeah. However, uh, the contender, for example, and, and the that, finale. Wasn't that behind closed doors, the, the, the previous fights? Yeah, right? they were behind closed doors, but we did have a small crowd, you know, and it was this small space. So you could hear it. And uh, the contender finale, the crowd, the cheer. I mean, shit, it's beautiful. I, I'm not going to say I didn't feed off of that. I loved it. But when it comes to fight, for some reason, as a fighter, it just focused, you know. It's that moment where, fuck, that doesn't matter. You're going to go up there naked, practically. Everybody's going to be looking at you. Yeah. Everybody in your family depends on you. Like There are things that wait more in that moment that you start thinking about than other stuff like that. It is nerve-wracking, and I love it. It's a great experience. <laughs> Really, but it, well, it, I'm not. I'm not really looking to it. You know, I'm building this program. It requires, like you, like you guys building your show. It requires a lot of time and dedication. People can't divide themselves mm -hmm. in um, in half or more, more. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, I would consider it, like I said, for someone like Omar, like a big name that's not that difficult that we can go. I mean, because we're not trying to hurt each other here. Yeah. We're trying to create a great event. We're trying to get money. We're trying to create entertainment, mm -hmm. you know? So if there's somebody who's on the same page as me, yeah, I'll do it. But if Golden Boy, as usual, comes back and says, hey, Gomez, we have a fight for you against this young line, like, nah. Otra vez con lo mismo. Cada, cada año lo mismo contigo. Man. That was my next question. Has there been some like, young names that they've thrown at you like, over the past five years? Uh, no. Uh, there, I haven't really gone out there to, to do that, to throw names, but I do know for a fact that's how they roll because they, yeah. every promotional company is understandable. It's a business. You know? It's the name, the young guy that I'm building. It's, Totally makes total sense. Nothing against that. Nothing against the way things are played out in business. Mm -hmm. But me, as an individual, as a father of kids, as a guy who's building uh, something sustainable, you know, something that can help people. Now, at this point of my life, like, if I really want to go through the same thing again, where I train so hard for so many months, where I beat this young cat. Yet, because I'm older, they don't give a fuck about me. And they're still going to try to help this guy that I beat. And over and over and over again. Because guess what? Each year I get older. So each year is less probability that they're going to pick me up, right? Nah. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not down for that. Mm -hmm. But if a big, uh, like a promotional company, whoever it is, sets up this fight with me and this other dude who is recognized and we can create a great fight, a good entertainment. I can train for three, four, five, six months, get in shape, have my whole family, my friends, my people, my followers, just check out this fight. I get that, I get extra money, get that thing out. We come out safe and saludos. I would love to do that. See, there's two different ways of boxing. I don't want to do that when we're, fuck that. No, hell no. <laughs> We're about an hour forty-five in. Yeah, every time, you, every time you guys are with me, guys, you know how it goes. <laughs> I mean, we got time. I mean, you're probably busy. Yeah, but. we got time now. Yeah. Contra las cuerdas. Because I speak English on Instagram, 
and I speak more Spanish on Facebook, so because I have more fun Spanish audience on Facebook. Un saludo a todos los Facebookeros. And but the funny thing is, I have way more followers, way more engagement on Facebook with the yeah. uh, Mexican audience yeah. than on Instagram. They haven't caught on. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 he got me there. Don't worry, they can't understand. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Saludos. 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 Yeah, cool stuff, man. I'm really happy for you guys. You guys continue doing your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, adapting to the situation. But now that Joe Rogan in the whole world knows about, wait a second. The value. Wait a second. So I can have a podcast and be like the all I can be. You know, you know, because before podcast was just two people on a couch, right? Talking bullshit. So I'm going to do my podcast. I know. Right? Now podcast is a podcast. It's a Joe Rogan $100 million experience. <laughs> You know, yeah. so now, so now, so now I believe this is going to create a brand new wave of everybody want to do podcasts. Everybody. everybody. Now they're going to be like, so when are you going to record again? Huh? Everybody. Stop yeah. being lazy and go record. Everybody. Go record another podcast. So right, right now you guys are on top of that wave. You know, you got so many people coming, people with money, people with resources, people with connections. You know, you if they're going to follow the same, the same tactics, you know, podcast they might take over you because of the resources however if you already know this is coming if you already know this is how you foresee things like oh shit joe rogan got all these people now they want to do podcasts even i want to do a podcast even though you mentioned it how come you didn't do a podcast i keep talking yeah, about we said that now right? we're like dude i want to do a podcast now so i'm not the only one so it's mm -hmm. eight billion people in this world that everybody's trying to try step on your toes you too uh, sean yeah. right so now you think Definitely. shit what can we do so now we don't get overtaken by these people with more money, more connections? Just think of doing a podcast in a different, in a different aspect, you know. And I, I shouldn't say, it, but I want to say it so people would do it and mm, they do it. Right. You do a podcast that is more leaning towards either kind of like a Jay Leno type of style or MTV skits type of style yeah. with podcast involved. That's where you're going to yeah. differentiate yourself. After you go, we're going to close it up. Ya está. Ya está. Yeah, so just something to think about, guys. Everybody's coming after you. Trust me, Joe Rogan did it. Thank you, Joe. Uh, everybody's coming after you, trying to take over your spot. Do not let him do that, but always thinking ahead because they're thinking behind. Mm -hmm. They got the money. They have the resources. You just have to think ahead. So what is going to set you apart? In my opinion, because I've been wanting to do this myself. I want to do a podcast that is sort of like a Jay Leno. Are you going to be the, uh, uh, ¿cómo se llama el que está con la banda? El, el peloncito. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know uh, Joe Rogan has a Jamie guy who does everything behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, Jamie? Hey, Jamie, look this up. Jamie, uh, yeah. fix the camera, Pressing Jamie. Pressing the buttons and all that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, go ahead, guys. Try to innovate. Innovate is the yeah. way that you're going to separate yourselves. This is cool where we're doing the podcast and uh, this and that. But just adding one element separates you, you know, and gets people and all. Let's watch against the ropes. Why? Well, you know, the other guys interviewed the same fighters last week, except against the ropes has this funny skit every time, you know, every time. Every let's watch it <laughs> with a fighter or ourselves. Just funny as fuck. Let's watch it. Just something to think about. Yeah. Another thing I also was thinking about was just doing it in different places, like. 
I'm pretty sure we could do a podcast at the beach. Mm-hmm. If we travel, we could do a podcast in front of the Eiffel Tower. That's uh, that's one of the things I'm doing with this uh, this Zoom thing. Um, yeah. Because it's cool to have yeah, a gym. We're supposed to do that this year. We're going to go to Europe. And I was thinking about stuff uh-huh. we do already over there. Beautiful. Because how many people do you know that are doing that? Everybody's yeah. in... In a room, in a right? room exactly. So nobody's doing that. It's, it's exactly something that I'm building with the, the Zoom thing, which I'm glad you're doing it. But because I already looked at all this, I already looked for mics, cameras, lights, a setup. Action. But it, but it has to be yeah. <laughs> lights, camera. You're too excited, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I look Corte. into that. I look into that. For me, I, it has to be a mobile station. A mobile station where you say your laptop, you have yeah. your little lights that pull to the side. I already like envision all this, and there's it's hard to do it with all this equipment. If you're gonna do that, yes, I understand, but you have to sh- shift from this one location type of idea yeah. to a mobile. Yeah. And if you do that, my friend, that is a great thing because you could do it. You live in you live in the capital. You can go to OC, Malibu. You can go to Hollywood. <laughs> Set up a spot near the yeah. Hollywood sign in the back. Go. go to to the, to the theater. You can go to uh, uh, so the beach, Long Beach. You can go to uh, the mountains. We have the mountains. You can yeah. go to the desert. We have the desert. You can go to the lakes. Like if you start, if you do that mobile thing, that is a big plus. And I love the innovation what that you just came up with. <laughs> you know, I love that innovation that you came up with. So you will be the That's only it. podcast, boxing podcast. That is doing podcasts in different landmark locations. And One. you don't need that much equipment for the people like thinking about starting podcasts or, mm-hmm. or I mean, this stuff in here is not even expensive. Right. And if you if you want to make it mobile, you can literally record this iPhone microphone right. is pretty good. Dude. And we have a camera phone. So I got you. No, I start I started with my phone. Not even uh, not even one of yeah. these. I started with my phone, this whole zoom thing. Because as soon as everything closed, you know, where I was at the living fitness, at the fitness retreat. They uh, they uh, they say okay, no more job, blah blah. Yeah. The first thing I did was like, dude, I reached out to all my clients that I had, and I said, I'm doing this Zoom thing. You don't have to stop your dreams. You were on mission. You were on grow. Suddenly, coronavirus wants to stop you. Hell no, El Gomez is gonna help you. So I got him to sign up, and I started just with my phone. I would place it in the thing. Let's go, boom, boom. Send me through Zelle, uh, the fee, hundred bucks through Zelle, Cash App. I mean, there's no fucking excuses, dude. Really, there's no excuses. So I started like that, and now I have my laptop. Now I have the gym. And so it starts building, you know. Now the gym, the lights. And now I have a videographer who's gonna come and set up the lights. We're gonna do a whole bunch of ads and stuff. So it grows, it grows, it grows. But the mobile station. I think maybe maybe this is something that just popped in my head because I already had the mobile station idea because I wanted to go across the country mm-hmm. and I wanted to go to certain landmarks. I'm in Arizona right now. If it hits 7 in the morning, wherever the fuck Ooh, I am, there you go. boom, set it up at 6 Stealing p.m. my ideas already. <laughs> when I see 6 p.m., just go across the thing. No, and I love that idea. It's going through different landmarks. Yeah. So mobile is where you have to go. And I really love the mentality that you're going, guys. I really hope you execute it. You go for it, you know. Shit, all you need is your car. Yeah. Right now, the government's giving you money. Yeah. But nothing's stopping you, homie. Only this, only the security of home. But right now, you can get in your car, get in your thing. I'll say, you know what? From now on, until what? One month. She goes two weeks that way, and come back two weeks this way. I don't give a fuck. And everywhere you stop, be like, hey, we're gonna do a podcast here. Also, meet us at the Grand Canyon. I voy para allá. 
11 a.m. Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea, guys. See, I'm telling you, man. People always, well, I wish I had time to do this. I wish I had a vacation, paid vacation. Dude, you don't know how many people complain about shit like that. And now you have a paid vacation. What the fuck are you doing with that, man? Shit. Go. Go on your road trip. Go on that road trip you wanted. And don't worry. Yeah. Next week, Bank of America will have some money from Donald Trump. It's okay. Go. Go. But Alfonso, it's too hard. I don't know. I don't know how to learn about all this, man. Learn. You don't need to learn. Fuck anything. up a couple episodes. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. Yeah, they did. They did about 50 fuck outs. <laughs> The last 30, they're better. <laughs> Check this out, though. Alfonso was in three of them, though. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> well, oh, man. well, when I was in those ones, I was trying to help you guys. That night you're here. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, man. Who do you got? Tara Blake, Jose. Ooh. <laughs> Sean said only 50. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Enriquez. Oh my God, esa Kenya. ¿Me andas siguiendo? O yo te, o yo te ando llamando con mi mente. Ay, no más. Telepático. That was so funny, dude. Ooh, you funny. got me there. Big shot. <laughs> the next one is the best one, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, be the next one is always the best one. <laughs> All right, any, any last questions you got, Chris, comments? Uh, I would say, are there any fighters right now that you would like to spar? To spar? No, no fight. No yeah, fight. we'd love to spar Ryan Garcia. Those, those hot names, yeah, we'd love to spar Ryan Garcia. You know, about him, he made a YouTube channel recently. Yeah. He just dropped, like, I don't know if it was his first video or, like, he dropped his first vlog. And I saw that it had almost, like, 200,000 views. And it's good, actually. It was it was only like ten minutes, I'm gonna say, mm -hmm. and it's just showing him shadow boxing, and he did like a little skit about Gervonta that I posted on our Instagram, which uh -huh. is pretty funny. Yeah, and that was it, and it, thousands of views, and I'm pretty sure that's another stream of revenue. Revenue, yeah. yeah, right there, passive income, dude. Those things keep playing and playing, and the bigger he, his name gets, the more views he gets, the more money he gets. See, these people are already riding that wave. They're not writing it. I mean, we have to write it. They're born in it. You know, for them, it's not difficult. For us, it yeah. is. So we have to really put that extra effort if you want to be taken over yeah. by a 15-year-old little girl <laughs> in freaking Asia getting more views than you. You know, so that's so pretty cool. Going back to the sparring. So, so Ryan, Ryan was one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would like to like, spar Ryan Garcia. He's pretty cool. I like that kid. And uh, who else? I mean, there's no hot names in my mind right now. The Tyson? old Tyson, Mike Tyson. Would you spar Mike Tyson? No. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Fuck no. <laughs> you put a, you put a post though, you do it for a million dollars. I, 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 I did tell you that story about uh, Evander Holyfield, right? When I touched his ear. No, go ahead. I don't remember. Go ahead. You remember? I don't remember. Okay. It is cool. Uh, because. I was, we, we was during the contender, the, the one that just passed, the last contender on Epics. Yeah, Brandon Adams won it. Yeah, Brandon Adams. Hey, shout out to Brandon Cat and also Nation. to uh, Mosley Jr., who were oh, the yeah. finale. Yeah. So we were, it, 
before the fights, you know, they, they, everybody would be outside, the guests, the celebrities, you know, we would be mingling, drinking, right? So there was this table where Evander Holyfield was right here. Um, my brother was right there. The producer of The Contender was right here. Mark Burnett was right here. And some, some girl was right here. I don't know who she came with. So we were talking and this and that, this table. And I'm just looking like this to my left. And I'm seeing uh, Evander Holyfield's ear, like half. No way. Yeah, and I'm looking at it. And they're talking. I'm not even listening to what they're saying. I'm just <laughs> talking. And my, and my mind my mind was telling me, touch it. No. To touch it. And I'm like, nah, Now, when they had TikTok back in the days, you would go viral. Nah, that, would be, that, was, that was like six months ago during the contender. No, that, that was, was last, like year. last year. Oh yeah. shit! We were my, there. We were. It was at the forum. My time. My yeah. time. My time was. <laughs> my timing is horrible, <laughs> as you can tell by being here twenty minutes late. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, that's what stars do. Yeah. <laughs> so I was. I was just looking at it because he was talking. His nose, you know, his balls. They're ha ha. And I'm not listening to it. I'm just looking at his ear. I'm like, touch it. I'm like, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> were you drinking a little bit? Can't remember, probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's a yes. He can't remember. So at one point in my mind, I said, "Dude, I talk. I talk to myself like this, and I'm like, dude, two things are gonna happen right now if you touch his ear. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, two things are gonna happen. You're gonna have a story to tell about touching uh, Evander Holyfield's ear." Or he's going to knock the fuck out of you. And you're going to have an amazing story to talk about how he touches you. He knocked you out. It's a win-win for you. <laughs> I'm like, really? Anyway, so he was talking and I did this. <laughs> and I touched his ear on, on the cartilage when, when it's like scar tissue right here. I, I touched it. <sighs> Silence. Everywhere. <gasps> like a big, oh. <gasps> Sure. I touched his ear. We're yeah. recording this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I touched his ear, and you know, Mark Burnett, uh, Jeff Wall, my brother, the girl, and whatever. Like, <gasps> you could hear, you could hear a pin drop. Everybody talking over there. It was just this table. They're like, <gasps> and I tried to say, I'm so sorry. I just had to touch it. <laughs> has anybody else done that? He said, nobody has ever touched my ear because. Is that ear that was bitten off? I was like, dude, I had to do it. I'm sorry. And I mean, they kind of got mad at the producers because I did that. So they're respectful. I said, I'm sorry. I just had to do it so I can come back to a year and a half later to Against the Rope <laughs> podcast and tell my story. <laughs> anyway, that was one of those moments. That was one of, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had a few of those moments. Did I tell you the story where Mike Tyson, um, when I went to Mike Tyson's birthday, and uh, should I say this story? Okay, I'll say it. <laughs> anyway, we went to Mike Tyson's story up in a... Uh, now that, that you insist, in, I'll in, say Yeah. Pacific Palisades they had over there. One of the producers had an event, and it was Mike Tyson's birthday. Um George Foreman was there. Ray Liotta was there. That girl, the girl from Unfaithful, Diane. Uh, uh, yeah, she was there. Like a whole bunch of people were there. 
And uh, Mike Tyson was there, but he wasn't the Mike Tyson that we know today, lucid and all that stuff, happy. He was more of a, he wasn't drugged on, on drugs. He was more of a sedated, meaning maybe he was very aggressive, kind of like calm down pills. I don't know. But you could tell he was, you know, not the Mike Tyson. He was with a girl, right? He was always, hey, Tyson, nice to meet you. Tired up, man. Hey, nice to meet you. Anyway, so, boom, pasa el tiempo, pasa el tiempo, pasa el tiempo, pasa el tiempo. Y de repente se le, happy birthday to you. Y con el cake y todo. Y Mike Tyson. Thank you, thank you, guys. Happy birthday to you. Thank you for George Foreman. Everybody. Happy birthday, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Ah, whatever, right? Yeah. And then he says, blow the candles, Mike. And he does this. Excuse me, but he does it. Uh -huh. <laughs> he starts drooling on oh, top of the no. cake. <laughs> but people are like, yeah, they're so excited. They're drunk as fuck. They don't notice. <laughs> I'm literally next to him because I'm right here. You know me. I'm the guy that touches Evander's Holyfield here. I'm right next to him. I'm right next to Tyson. So I'm looking at Tyson. I'm very observant. And I feel like I'm the only one that sees this, that, sees this, that he's juice on the cake. Whatever. They get cake. Oh, no. He already gets cake. Boom, boom. It's nice and stuff. I don't get cake. However, the cake didn't finish. And at the end of the day, the the, the says, hey, who wants to take some cake? And my dad is like, me. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> Boom. She has su cake. I was like, fuck, should I tell him? Should I not tell him? Should I tell him? Should I not tell him? And I was like, nah, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Tell them later. <laughs> anyway, two days later pass, and I go to their house. My brothers are there. Their family is there. And I say, guys, um, what happened to the Mike Tyson cake? Oh, we ate it. It was so delicious. You had a... It tasted like, it tasted delicious, right? And I said, well, let me tell you a story, guys. And I tell them that same story. They drilled on it. They got so mad at me. Like, fuck, why would you do that? How come you didn't tell us? And I said, because I didn't tell you because now you have a story to tell that you in the millions and billions of people that have lived in this world that know about Mike Tyson, you can actually say, you ate from his birthday cake with his own saliva. <laughs> Who can say that? Yeah, oh, family. Yeah. So, go. guys, now you know. Now you know if you don't have, you know, have a ear or whatever, I will touch it probably. If somebody spits on the cake, I'll probably give it to you so you can have a story to tell. <laughs> But only if it's Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Royalty. That's it. That's it, baby. Because I want you to have a story in your life, basically. That's all. Cool stories. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, if you ever bring us cake, I'm going to be like, I don't know about that. Here's some cake. <laughs> all right, man. We just broke the two-hour mark. Ooh, breaking records. Breaking records dang let's go so much footage to choose from you can, yeah. you can get so Thousands. many clips from this so many clips from this we're not podcasting until the end of the year 
<laughs> you're gonna see 200 clips from now on to <laughs> now your podcast should be better <laughs> it only took 88 let's go <laughs> yeah totally it is fun man any last shout outs you wanna give any last promotional stuff you wanna plug um I just uh yeah actually lo voy a decir en español para que me mande la parte voy a hacer un ad de una vez okay okay hola amigos como están soy Alfonso Gomez En esta era de coronavirus, COVID-19, cuarentena, quédate en casa, puedo ver que la mayoría de las personas ya se ven medias gorditas, los puedo ver en los videos, en las fotos, hasta con filtros estás viendo medio gordito, hasta con filtros estás viendo medio pesadito. Por lo tanto, por primera vez en la historia, amigos, Usted puede entrenar con un boxeador profesional que ha peleado con los mejores del mundo, o sea, yo, este, directamente en vivo y en directo por el canal de Zoom. Por el canal de Zoom, la pantalla se prende, el ejercicio comienza, te empiezo a conocer, empiezas a crecer como persona, empiezas a bajar de peso, se empieza a formar una amistad. Así que, amigos, si te interesa trabajar conmigo, que yo te entrene a bajar de peso durante esta cuarentena, no olvides en mandarme un mensaje a arroba el Gómez Boxing en cualquiera de las plataformas. ¡Vamos, campeón! All right, now in English. All right, for all my English audience, guys, we are in quarantine coronavirus, COVID-19 has us in the stay-at-home orders. What happens is that we're ordering so much food through Uber Eats that I can see some of you are gaining weight. Dude, I'm looking at that feed like, damn, this guy gained five pounds. Holy moly, this girl gained about six, seven pounds. I actually sit there with my friends to determine how much weight each person has gained, which sucks, but it is a reality. However, we did the same thing. Now, for the first time ever, you guys have the opportunity to be live streaming with a boxer who has fought the best fighters in the world, in the best stages of the world, in the best networks of the world. Yeah, me. Canelo, uh, Sean Porter, Jose Luis Castillo, Arturo Gatti. Oh, yeah. Fought Sean Porter, Jose Luis Castillo, Arturo Gatti, uh, Canelo, Cotto, etc. And the contender, etc., etc., etc. I spotted against amazing fighters. I mean, I'm not going to go through my whole thing. I just want you to know that the first time ever, you have the opportunity to be live streaming with uh, a champion so you can train like a champion. And suddenly, I guarantee you guys, I guarantee you, if you are in my program, one month, suddenly all your feeds are going to start looking good. Your face is going to start looking sexy. Like mine. Yeah, like these guys. <laughs> yeah, like they have to be in the program too. <laughs> so guys, send me a DM. Send me a message. I'm telling you, so far, 20 people have joined the program. 20 success stories. Uh, you can be one too. Reach out to me at El Gomez Boxing in all my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Zoom, Didi, Didi, todos, 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 todos. And I uh, promise you guys... 
promise you guys you will not regret it. Send me a message. Let's go, champs. Let's go, champs. Yeah. Gomez for president. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that was good. Any shout-outs you got, Chris? No, you just keep following us on our social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube. You know, keep supporting. Yeah, I want to send a shout-out to our partner from the UK, Dr. Ooze. You guys can check out the Dr. Ooze podcast for interviews, content on boxing, sports medicine, and health in general. You, you guys can follow at Dr. Ooze podcast. On Instagram and Twitter, make sure to listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. He has an interview coming out with Alex Ariza, okay. former strength and conditioning coach for uh, Manny Pacquiao, and he also has a uh, uh, an episode recently that talked about boxing and PEDs. So check it out, man. Doctor Uz, how do you spell that? O O Z E U Z U Z or just U Z? Yeah, Doctor Uz. All right, guys, you heard it here, Dr. Ooze, for your amazing podcast, medical. Well, he's going to have who, you say? He had uh, Alex Ariza recently. Alex Ariza. Alex oh, yeah, a fitness trainer. Yeah. yeah. Pacquiao. 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 He worked yeah. at the wild card boxing gym. So yeah, yeah. Like Alex. Yeah, I remember yeah. Alex now. Yeah, I remember him. You know, he had, a, he had another guest. It was a UK boxer, I believe. He was a heavyweight. Um, he got caught using PEDs. And he said he had been using PD since he was an amateur. He stayed at He that. only got caught now or now? He, he got caught years later. Years later. Oh. Um, he, he said that he believes that 80 to 100% of elite boxers are using PEDs. Elite uh, boxers, championship yeah. level boxers. Shit. What do you I think about know. that? That's crazy. I mean, shit, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on it because I honestly have zero, zero idea zero knowledge of this um so i have not all i can say is i do not know <laughs> good Simple. answer good Simple. answer i don't know <laughs> let's be real <laughs> i don't know all right yeah that's a good answer make sure to follow at el gomez boxing instagram twitter facebook tiktok all that stuff all of them all right make sure to subscribe on youtube as well all right subscribe on youtube and Thank you for coming once again. Thank you for the invitation. I know you guys invited me before, and for some reason or another, I haven't been able to hear. Even today, I got here a little late, but thank you for your understanding, for being so persistent, for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you guys. It's always a pleasure pleasure being in a platform for where more people listen. And yeah, do you guys always remember happiness over money? Bang. One last thing. Sean says, uh, tell Fonso he's supposed to hook me up with jump rope tips. Jump rope tips. Oh, okay. I'm sure I'll do a video of that. I stopped oh, doing okay. I, I stopped doing videos to focus on the uh to focus on the program that I'm building, the uh live streaming workouts. It's a whole program that uh, incorporates nutrition, incorporates a lot of stuff. So yeah. Uh however, I am gonna get back to making those videos where I teach you how to punch, how to move. And Sean, I will make that video for jump rope. However, you better show me that you're actually improving on your jump rope skills. Ooh, I'm calling you out, baby. Challenge. Jump rope challenge. Jump rope challenge. <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm going to call out a challenge right now. I'm going to do uh, 100 check. doubles on the jump Ooh, rope challenge. I know boxers. I've, I, I can, I've done it before. I don't know if I can do it or now, but I can probably do it in bad shape. 100 
double challenge on the ropes. Oh Any boxer goodness. out there, I'm challenging you right now. Sean, you too. I even challenge myself. I'm going to do it. 100 doubles challenge. He said, he said, let's do it. Let's oh, do it, baby. Goodness. Shit. Ooh, brave man over here. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, man. And once again, make sure to follow us at Against the Ropes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to like, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you to Alfonso Gomez once again. I'm sure we'll have him back in the near future. And that's it for me. Well, you guys are only like uh, 10 minutes from me. A couple yeah. blocks away. There's times, when I, there's times when I feel like just want to pop in here. Like, hey, what's up, guys? Just look for the blue pyramid. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be like, what's up? Who's here? Fucking make me a room. <laughs> a cuanto, Chris? <laughs> hey, this is, I'm telling you, this is a studio. If anybody studio. wants to come and record in here, hit us up. If anybody wants to advertise uh, stuff, too, hit us up. And if anybody wants to advertise stuff through no, this, Alfonso Gomez no, this, platforms too. Guys, this is for reals. No, this is for reals. Anybody looking in the Los Angeles area, this area, Long Beach area, if you are looking to do a podcast, if you're looking to do some videos, anything, they actually rent in this area right here. They have the lighting. They have the mics. They have the everything. They have the space. We have a green screen. We have a green uh, screen in case you want to do green screens too. Reach out to my homeboys right here. I know you want to do a podcast because everybody want to do a podcast. I know you want to do videos because everybody want to do videos. You don't have to spend anything on the equipment. That's already spent for you. Just hook up my homeboys right here and you have a studio for you to do your, do your shit. There's no excuses. No freaking excuses. Reach out to them. Rent the studio and get your shit going, man. Bang. Ex extra charge to co-host, all right? <laughs> talent not included <laughs> all right uh we'll give you the last word whatever you want to say we're about to head out last words all right nothing guys thank you so much um just one thing on the coronavirus thing uh never in history has a corona uh, never in history has a virus gotten the whole world how it is right now this virus is horrible this virus kills dreams, kills everything. And no, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about fear. Quit having fear, guys. Why are you fearful for? Fear only gets you to alienate yourself from society. Fear only... Dude, it's simple. It's very, very simple. And I said these lines. Lo voy a decir en español. ¿Por qué tanto, por qué tanto miedo? ¿Por qué tanto encierro? ¿A poco... A por, ¿Por qué tanto miedo? ¿Por qué tanto encierro? ¿A poco no sabes que en una batalla el cobarde es quien muere primero? Fear, my friends. Fear is the thing that's going to send you on a downward, downward spiral. Do not have fear. Be precautious. Yes, I understand that. But having this fear really stops you from looking at the big picture. We need oxygen. Yes, go out. Don't go out when 100 people outside, but go out and get some fresh oxygen. Don't be in your house all day long. You need vitamin D to survive. Get some sun. You know, you need... How many people have not seen their parents because they're older and they're afraid they might actually get the coronavirus? And there's been a month, two months without hugging and kissing your mom and your dad. Really, homie? No fear, guys. Be precautious. Take precautions. But do not have any fear. 
Other than that, just keep moving forward, guys. And that is it for us, folks. Thank you for. Like you already know, I said I'm a fun guy. <laughs>